Yo, 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 what up, world? It's your boy Quan, joined by my homie Cooley. What's good, y'all? And my Be boy good. drinking his uh his mushroom tea, mushroom coffee. Right, just a little bit of mushroom water, sign. real simple today, man. My boy Sylvain the Don, Sylvain Lequeux, you know what I'm saying? and this it's is good. wrestling with the homies. What episode is this? Yeah. Episode 19? I think it's I 16 or something. What is this? 17? 16. This is 19. I, I was I was looking it up. This is 19. We almost yeah, had 20, 19. man. Dang. Bro. Sheesh. Bro. It's fine. We working. We working. Yeah. And we about to hit uh, 600 subscribers. So by the time y'all see this, we're probably going to be at 600. So I just want to say thank you for everyone who has subscribed. And if you haven't already, make sure you do, man, and hit that notification bell because we got a lot of ghost watchers. Don't be a ghost. Don't be a ghost. I, this ain't power. I'm not Kanan. That's not um. What's what was the, what was white boy in power? Uh, Tommy. I forgot it. Oh, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not ghost. Bro, the new the new yeah. joint is fire. If y'all ain't come on, peeping that. Is it? Is fire. Come on, bro. It's really good. It reminds oh, me of the wow. OG power. Like it reminds me of like the first three seasons of the OG power dog. It's really that's good. tough to compare. I don't know. I'm trying to let because y'all ain't tapped in. I'm telling you, it's hot. Yeah, I'm about watch to watch it. it after this pod. After this pod, I'm about to tap in. <laughs> I can't, I can't with power no more. I feel like power became a cartoon. Like it was hot, it was hot at first, but it eventually became a cartoon. Like it got too wacky for me. People were surviving shootouts that they shouldn't survive, and like there was a goat. wasn't like wasn't wasn't ghost seeing like visions of Angela. It was just like all right, yeah. this is this is kind of. He became a survive a fire a fire like he was Jason Voorhees like bro what's going bro. on here yeah he became a novella <laughs> dog it was just it was just ridiculous it became a novella and a love story but this new joint is fire dog I'm telling you Tommy in Chicago he making moves people getting shot realistically it's fun <laughs> jeez hey, what, what season maybe, maybe. two I was on season this is two. this is Book of Canaan we talk about. Nah, nah what, is what is this? What is this? <clears throat> uh, this it's is too many spin out. It's too much going on, man. I just can't. I can't. I can't. I'm and only this watching. This is not an ad. I promise y'all, this is not an ad. We did not get paid to talk about power. This is just. <laughs> Kanan this is what is, we uh, on right now. Look at Kanan I'm only watching right the Kanan joint to just to see how like Tommy and all them boys came up with him because and I want to see. Yeah, I want to see how all that dynamic actually happened. But they're making me wait. And this show is not that good for them to be making me wait. So we need to get to it. <laughs> For real, feel it. yeah, man. Where's Tyreek at? Yo, fellas, 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 fellas. Yeah, I know we got an event coming up, right? A what? Oh. We got an event coming up next week, Uh-oh. man. We a week away. We next are a week? week away from full gear. We in there. It's next Saturday. Jeez. Next Saturday, we are in the building for full gear. It's probably gonna oh, be the last excited? time. It's probably gonna be the last time I'm allowed to come in that building. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm not gonna be welcome in a, in a you know. Once more, we get more popular, man. I feel like, man, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know how people gonna react to me, man. Because I be, I be talking my talk about AEW, man. You be saying some disparaging things about AEW. It's I feel out like of love. you got that jacket on you. I, I feel like you got that AEW hater jacket on you right now. Like it's people, out of love. You is that? It's out of love. Is it? You though? know, is it? It really is. I want better. I want better for them. I really do. Are y'all excited? I'm excited. I'm excited. We're all sitting together for the first time. Oh, yeah. Facts, facts. We are all sitting together. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm I'm not that excited. This is is the least excitement. um, This is the least amount of excitement that I've had going into like a pay-per-view. Because we've only been to what? Like we went to Royal Rumble. I mean, not Royal Rumble. We went to WrestleMania. WrestleMania. 
SummerSlam. Super excited about that. SummerSlam in Vegas. I was excited about that. Yeah, it was which great. I mean, the show was good, but you know, Vegas is Vegas. Did we go to Money in the Bank too? Nah, we was nah. going to, but we didn't. All right, no, nah, no. Nah, oh, we went to a we me, me and you we went to um some Ring of Honor show. Like yo, that was tight before Dishonor. That was fire. That was fire. That, that was, was like fire. WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, where did we stay when we went to Vegas for that for that SummerSlam show? Where did we stay? We what, stayed what at hotel that hotel. Was that? We, it was some pyramid hotel, like the 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 big old pyramid hotel. The one that shaped like what is that called, bro? I don't know. No, I stayed I'm on Fremont. The Lux was it the Luxor? The Luxor? Luxor? The Luxor? The Luxor? The Luxor. Man, listen, that place was disgusting. Listen, I want to go to uh, TNA Hard to Kill with a TNA rebrand. But look, if we go to Vegas for that show, we are not staying at the Luxor, man. We are not yeah. staying. If you if you ever go to Vegas, make sure you stay anywhere but the Luxor. If you got to go to a Motel Six, go to a Motel Six, but do not <laughs> go to the Luxor because that place Damn. is terrible. Bro, that entire nice pyramid. <laughs> Oh, on the outside, it looks beautiful. The outside, it's it's lovely. But on the inside, it smells like cigarettes and bad thoughts. Mm. You know what that reminds me of? (laughs) What? It's like Saweetie. (laughs) The diet is terrible. (laughs) So I know the inside is horrible. But the outside looks lovely. (laughs) Sweetie says she eat like (laughs) ketchup on her Hot Pockets. and Like, huh? We uh, When we walked in, our first room had... (laughs) Popeye like open Popeye's chicken boxes. What? And two bottles That's of Hennessy. Right. Bro, we walked in and we were like, yo, what is going on? And we had, had to go to back downstairs room. and they had to change our room. And the room still smelled like cigarettes. It was just gross. It was Ugh. just like, uh I think I feel like the the sweet sweets are the ones that they actually do like the top tier service for. But that, the rest of it is like, uh Yo, that hotel had like Water stains on the ceiling. Oh no, nah, like, I can do it. it. It looks like on the inside, it looks like a, a, a old like Sears or like one of them old ass stores from back in the day, like M- Montgomery Ward or something. It's like on the outside, it looks so beautiful. On the outside, you want to be on the inside, but once you get in there, it's like, yo, this is bad. But we had that already paid, called, so you know we was in there. That boy called the Luxor Robinson May back in the nineties. That's hilarious. <laughs> we watched CM Punk that day too. I mean that uh that weekend we watched CM Punk yeah. debut. That was the first yep. thing we did when we went to the hotel room, man. We mm-hmm. we went to the hotel room, turned it right to TBS, and had to we had to watch that. But I yeah, don't maybe, remember where maybe, I was at. I don't even think you were in Vegas yet because you you went, but you you and Spank were kind of like on side missions, like Cody Rhodes. Oh, okay. Y'all were hitting side missions before y'all got there. Yeah, we were. That's true. But yeah, that was a fun weekend. That was a fun yeah, weekend. Was Vegas is the only place you'll see like a family of four with like kids and a mom and dad. And then like right behind them, it's like a half naked stripper handing out cards with like her number <laughs> up to cl- the number of the club on there. It's like, what is this? Yo, I hate Vegas. I hate Vegas. It's just a dirty Miami. Hey, but side note. <laughs> I love, I got. I got no problem with being in Vegas, but I can only I be in Vegas for like a short amount of time, like two Bro, or three Vegas days. Bro, we boring. went out. We boring? went out and had. We Vegas went out there and had like a. We, then we go out at like two or three in the morning and have like pizza slices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And everybody was lit. <laughs> and me, <laughs> me and Cooley were so drunk. And the thing Bro. is. Honestly, we would have done more had it not been in the thick of the pandemic. But this was back when, like, masks were still mandatory and stuff. So it wasn't a whole lot we could do without, like, yeah. you know, 
possibly getting sick. So we had to like keep that in mind. But we was outside, man. We had to go outside. We yeah, was there for out, a pay per view, yeah. but you know we had to go outside. You stayed. You stayed behind for a second. Me and Cooley was out. I called you. I'm like, bro, why are you yeah, in the hotel? I wasn't. I was come out here, out, bro. bro. I was tired, bro. I was tired. But I was like, nah, man. I'm in Vegas, man. Let me go and check these boys we out. In Vegas, man. man. And it was gross. Go outside. It just looks terrible. Everybody just looks like, <laughs> what are you doing here? Nobody's up to anything but terrible things. But we had a good all time. You see, <laughs> all you see is like shiny, glittery dresses and like fake chains. It's, it's the thing about Vegas, though, it's fun when you go in small spurts, but I don't understand how anybody could live there. Like, if you was born there and raised, and that's just the situation you in, I understand it. But it's like, if you wake up tomorrow and you you have the thought of, I, I, I want to le- relocate to Vegas. I want to raise a family in Vegas. I got to start questioning, like, <laughs> your mental stability, because it's <laughs> you got to be on the run from the cops or, like, in witness protection or something to want to move to Vegas. That's insane. Yeah, I would never. That's try. insane. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, yeah. Vegas, Vegas people don't come for me. I, I like, like I want no smoke with y'all. I, I I'm just you know shout I'm a tourist. Shout I'm out tourist. Dizzy Wright, man. Shout out Bro, Dizzy Wright. I was just gonna say Dizzy Wright, yo. Shout out to Dizzy <laughs> shout Wright. Dizzy Wright, man. Dizzy the only dude I know from Vegas for real. Right, 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 right. But yeah, we'll see, man. TNA Hard to Kill is gonna be in Vegas, and I kind of want to make that trip. So if y'all want to accompany me, man, let's do it. What what That's a month TNA is that? rebrand? That's uh January, January next year. January. Cause I know I got uh I got Star Wars Day. That's in May. Star Wars Star Day. Star Wars Day, bro. What yeah, is man. Star Wars Day? Hold All on, bro. Right. Yeah, man. What Star is Wars Star Day, Wars Day? All right. Come on, man. It's at Disneyland where you know everybody oh we meet up God. at night with their with our lightsabers. And oh, we meet up God. at night with our lightsabers. Yeah. Ah, pause. Come on, bro, man. So, like, no, come no. on, man. Like. Come on, bro. <laughs> bro, it's bro. so lit. No, it's lit, bro. Y'all got to look at the videos on, on YouTube. Trust me. It's, it's a fun time. You know, it's for all the, you know, nostalgic people. You know, all of our favorite Star Y'all Wars movies we get together. You know, it's dope. It's like going to this a man, Comic-Con. Cool, man. It's the same thing. It's going I couldn't to get Comic-Con. past episode six, man. I ain't going to go front. Episode what? six was... Oh, yeah, that beginning of episode this man, six cool. was like, uh... <laughs> this man Cooley is the biggest nostalgia addict I've ever Bro, met. Star Wars is May fourth. Star Wars what? It's Star Wars Day is May fourth. This May the fourth, May the fourth to be with you. It's on you May know 4th. what? I Are might, you getting dressed up? Like, are you cosplaying? No, I'm not. I'm just bringing my my lightsaber. All right, man. That's it. Good Pause you, again. I'm, I might pop up. I might pop up with Cooley just to just to experience it. I'm not really the biggest Star yeah, Wars. It's man, at Disneyland. So, you know, Hey, Disneyland is expensive, man. though, man. I don't know about that. They Disneyland, probably taxing yeah. for that. Especially for that event. Is Star Wars involved? They probably taxing. Uh, I'm not going, bro. I'm not. I'm not going at all. <laughs> Listen, man. Darth Vader is my favorite character. That's my guy right there. And I got I to show up for the homie, you know? I mean, but, I feel you, bro. There's a Power Rangers convention. I'd, I'd show up to it. I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> hey, look. I mean, look. We watch wrestling. We watch wrestling every week. So yeah. I can't I can't clown Star Wars when I'm watching predetermined fights every week and like talking about it at length on the podcast. So you know what? If you a Star Wars man, shout out to you. <laughs> you feel me? Power Rangers, though, I can't get jiggy with the Power Rangers. I'm sorry. Power Rangers is 10 out of 10, brother. Star Wars is way better than Power Rangers. I mean, yeah. I mean, Power I Rangers is like that. watching a fever dream, but 
you know, I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like after a while, you just like, yo, what? Like if you watch, yo, I, I binge watch Power Rangers like recently. Just also, let me just go back and watch this. And it's just Why, the same though? setup. It feels like you're on an acid trip with like different variations of the same plot. It's just a, you know when everything's about to happen. This was like a fever dream, bro. I couldn't Wait, go. But, I couldn't get past Turbo. After Turbo, I was like, I'm done with it, bro. Yeah, Turbo was. Nah, Power Rangers of Space is crazy. That's actually space? the best. Like, yo, in space, yo, in space is crazy. That. That's like, yo, in space is like, I'm not going to even get on no tangent, but Power Rangers of Space is when it was like, that was like the last of the Mohicans. After that, everything. I didn't I, even know they went to space. That's wait. So correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but what weren't like the the original Power Rangers, right? Like. Wasn't that like scenes from like a Japanese show and they just like added like the American parts of it and then like they just took all the fighting scenes from something else? So yeah, it, uh, when you watch yep. it, it's like kind of jumbled. It's like it, it makes no sense at all. How I, how did you like this so <laughs> Bro, as a kid, I remember as a kid watching it like, hey, yo, why does like certain scenes just look so low in quality? But like these scenes look so high in quality. Like what what is this thing? And then as I grew up, I just realized, oh, this is tight. Like, look at this. Look at they, I, I didn't I even know they went to space. Bro, never, they went to I, space. I, this is when the Turbo Rangers like got messed up and they had to go to space to find the forbidden power or whatever. And you know, that's crazy. Out, I don't know, remember so, the space. Nah, man. Alpha, think, five, Alpha Six. No. I think we're not addressing the truth here. I think Sylvan watched Power Rangers too long. I think that bro, like by the time by the time we were done already, like because we watched the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That was Mighty us. Morphin, and then and the, then we and moved the Turbo, on. and I was done. And then we moved nah, it was Zio. It was Power Rangers Zio. Oh my God, Power Rangers Zio? Turbo, bro, yeah, bro. Zio still had Tommy, bro. I got the black, I bro, I got the black helmet right here, like the black Power Rangers he does, helmet he does. right here. It's like, Zio too. helmet, it's bro. Like yeah. Zio Turbo, and then Turbo was trash, but then Power Rangers in space was like. That really was the fire one, and then after that, I mean, I'm not really tapped in. Bro, that. did you know? Did you know that the Red Rangers was supposed to be the Black Ranger, but Tommy was so over that they just let it be him. I think it was yeah. something like that. It was a story like that, and he came in, I he took Red that. Ranger girl, and he took the lead. I'm like, this is insane. Damn. Yeah, Tom, Red. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Red Ranger is supposed to be the lead. Jason, da- J- uh, some dude I can't remember his name. And then Jason David Frank, the power, the Green Power Ranger, came in. He knows the real him. names. That every, yo, yeah, Jason is really David a power Frank, Ranger fanatic. Bro, man. I have, I got, I got the Green Ranger flute right here, bro. Like the replica, dog. Like I'm a fanatic, dog. Jeez. Like I watched the Power Rangers movie like almost every other Saturday. I ain't gonna hold you. I still I got, got it on VHS, it. man. Still got Facts. it on VHS. I think- I think around this time is when I, I started to watch wrestling. So one, once I started to watch wrestling, I mean, like, everything else, Pokemon, whatever else I was tapped in with, it was all, like, kind of in the background for me at that point. Like, once wrestling got popping, I was in on The Rock and Triple H. It was like, I didn't even care about the Power Rangers or none of that no more. Pokemon Dang. was still a thing to a point. And then Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh I think, was, like, the last time I was really Digimon. That was really great. Right? No, nah, I was in the Digimon. Uh, we ain't watch Digimon. Yeah. Uh, we ain't, yeah. watch Digimon. We ain't watch Digimon. Me. We just, no, we about to pack no, you up for watching Digimon. Yeah. We don't, we don't hey, speak I'm, I'm multitask, man. We don't I'm, speak I'm multitask. Digimon. They were kind of ahead of their times, but nah, nah. Digimon nah, was fire, bro. Digital monsters? Nah, we good, bro. Nah. I didn't like <laughs> nah. that the monsters spoke like perfect English. Like, was, like what is that? Like, yeah, bro, like, what is that, dog? What is that? <laughs> Like, like we're going off on a crazy tangent about like, <laughs> like I'm sorry for the audience at home. Look, this is what you know. This is just on our mind right now, man. But the Digimons were speaking full sentences. I was like, I was not with it. 
Yeah, man. Wanted to hear them say their names over and over. Pika Facts. Pika or something, bro. <laughs> like, you know, like, Char Char, Charmander Char. Facts. <laughs> My man asking, like, full questions. Like, he got, like, full sentences with, like, subjects and periods. I'm like, man, wait, what? Man, y'all, what y'all didn't this? have a problem when the dragon from Dragon Ball Z was speaking full English? Yeah. yeah. So it was Dragon Ball Z, though. Yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like that either. You didn't like Dragon Ball Z? Dragon Ball Z. Quan was in. I can see. I can see Quan not liking Dragon Ball Z. I get it. What? I no, I like Dragon Ball. Stop, 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 stop. Oh, stop, stop. I was like, what? I, 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 I love Dragon Ball. I, I, I fully understand that people don't like Dragon Ball Z. No, I love Dragon Ball Z. I, I, I love, get it. I think. I think it's the beginners like anime, but I love Dragon Ball Z. That's real. I, I definitely that. wasn't tapped in with, uh, with Digimon though. Digimon was horrible to me. That was but, like the off brand cereal of Pokemon to me. Yeah, facts. That was like the smart and final brand that you know. Facts. Bad. Just, look at these guys. They call like <laughs> cookie O's. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. Nah, this is nah. Man. nah <laughs> Sugar flakes. Nah, we ain't in the chat, baby. The polar bear instead of the the tiger. Yeah, nah. like we didn't do Digimon. Digimon was terrible. But fellas, 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 fellas. Speaking of terrible, you know what else is looking terrible to me, man? I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I got a feeling we're setting ourselves up for disaster, man. I think Survivor Series 2023 is destined to let let us down. Survivor oh. Series 2023 <laughs> is going to be disappointing. And I'm not talking about from a quality standpoint, because quality-wise, I feel like you know WWE has been putting out quality shows. But we've 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 hit a problem that we can't get around. This show is going to disappoint, and I'm going to tell you why. But first, let's hop in the time machine. Y'all want to hop in the time machine with me? Depending on which year, man. Nah, we're going back to 2014. 2014. Let's go back to 2014. That was a a fun time for me and Cooley. We was in college. We was running the streets. We was getting drunk before classes. 2014 was was very fun. (laughs) Don't don't do it. Getting drunk before classes is crazy. (laughs) Getting drunk before classes. We were wilding, man. We were wilding, man. We were, we were, we were failing right out of hey, college yo. in 2014. Yeah. We were having fun when we were doing it, man. We were having fun. Yeah, man. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> and uh, look, this is not me making this up for the podcast, by the way. Like, we would legit get get drunk and then go to class. What were we thinking, yeah. bro? Were we we was passing though. Somehow, some way, somehow, we we. Were <laughs> That's crazy. We did not. We did. We did not care. But you know what? We had a good time. We we were failing upward back then in 2014. Yeah, but you know man. what else happened in 2014? Daniel Bryan happened in 2014. 2014 was the year of Daniel Bryan. 2014 was the year of the Yes Movement. Yes. But I want to talk about something very specific. In 2014. <laughs> I want to talk about the Royal Rumble 2014. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember the Royal Rumble 2014? I don't want to remember. I blocked it out of my memory. <laughs> So going into the Royal Rumble 2014, everybody's favorite to win that Royal Rumble was Daniel Bryan because Daniel Bryan was the hottest. The fans chose him. I don't think we've ever seen fans choose someone the way they chose Daniel Bryan. L.A. Knight might be close, but it's a little different with L.A. Knight because, you know, WWE, they've been in on the L.A. Knight push. WWE was very reluctant to push Daniel Bryan at the time when the fans chose him. But leading up to the Royal Rumble 2020, Daniel Bryan was the favorite to win. So we get to the show, right? Daniel Bryan wrestles Bray Wyatt earlier in that night, and he loses. But, you know, 
we don't mind because we don't care about that match. Like we were invested, <laughs> but at the end of the day, our hearts were set on the end of the night. We wanted to see Daniel Bryan win that Royal Rumble, so we didn't really care if he lost a side mission match to Bray Wyatt. So be it. So we get to the Royal Rumble, right? Ten men enter, no signs of Daniel Bryan. Twenty men enter, no signs of Daniel Bryan. Twenty-five men enter, still, no signs of Daniel Bryan. So now. We get to that final spot, number 30. You know what everybody's thinking. It's time. It's time to see Daniel Bryan rise to the occasion. It's time to see Daniel Bryan finally go over. That clock hits. 10, 9, 8, 7. Everybody's on their feet. 6, 5, 4. All you hear is yes, Chance. Yes, yes, yes. 3, 2, 1. And who comes from behind that curtain? Ray Mysterio. <laughs> Ray Mysterio comes from behind that curtain. Now listen, we love Ray Mysterio. We all love Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio is probably the most beloved wrestler of all time, just because he's such a good guy that you can't. There's nothing Ray Mysterio can do to wrong us. We love that man, but in that moment, Ray Mysterio was not who we wanted to see. So them fans booed Rey Mysterio right out of that building. <laughs> yep. Now, it doesn't matter who came from behind that curtain. If it wasn't Daniel Bryan, we were going to boo. Jesus Christ himself could have came from behind that curtain, and we were going to boo Jesus Christ because we wanted to see Daniel Bryan so bad, uh... and Rey Mysterio appeared. That was just not what we wanted. And the thing is, WWE could have avoided all this. Had WWE just announced beforehand that Daniel Bryan wouldn't be in that match, they could have played it up from like the match earlier. They could have like just stated that Daniel Bryan was too hurt from his match with Bray Wyatt, so he couldn't be in that Royal Rumble. If they would have announced that, sure, we would have been upset, but we wouldn't have booed Rey Mysterio. The fact that they just suppressed that and allowed us to believe that Daniel Bryan had a chance in that match, knowing that he was not even in the match, that's what caused the backlash. So WWE made a huge mistake. And that was the reason why the 2014 Royal Rumble is probably going to live in infamy forever. Now, I bring all this up because I feel like we're in a very similar situation today. We're in a very similar situation because we all see the rumors. We all see the rumors. We've been seeing the rumors since the day he got fired. We all believe that CM Punk is going to be at Survivor Series 2023. We all believe it. We we I WWE don't. has not spoken on it. WWE has not even confirmed that this is a thing. But the problem is WWE keeps teasing it. They keep alluding to it. We've seen Corey Graves and Michael Cole reference old CM Punk promos live on TV. We've seen Shinsuke Nakamura literally reference CM Punk's WWE entrance theme. He's out there hitting go to sleeps on his opponents. And we all know the go to sleep is... Who's finishing move? CM Punk's finishing move. We've even went as far as having Seth Rollins tell Drew McIntyre to go cry him a river, which is famous words spoken by Jack Perry that led to CM Punk even getting fired from AEW. WWE continues to tease CM Punk over and over, and I honestly believe in my heart that they're not going to follow through, at least not at Survivor Series. So fans are going to go into Survivor Series chanting CM Punk, expecting to see CM Punk, and you know what they're going to get? Randy Orton. Now, I love Randy Orton. 
When Randy Orton appears, he's probably going to be cheered initially. But that those cheers are going to turn into indifference. That indifference is going to turn into backlash. And that backlash is going to turn into CM Punk chants every single week, everywhere we go. Because fans want to see CM Punk. And WWE has allowed us to believe that CM Punk is going to be in that building, knowing damn well that he's not. Now, I'm not saying that WWE needs to announce that CM Punk won't be there because I don't even expect WWE to go that far. But I am saying that WWE is making a a mistake in teasing this and allowing us to believe it, knowing damn well that they're not going to follow through. So for those reasons, I think that 2023 Survivor Series will be a disappointment. Just like 2014's Royal Rumble, we're setting ourselves up for failure. It's CM Punk or bust. And we are unfortunately, pause, about to bust. Sorry. Sorry. Mm. What do you think, uh, Cody? CM Punk or bust? Is it CM Punk or bust? Because that's where I'm at with it. I'm sorry. I, I feel like it's two different atmospheres. We have Royal Rumble mm. 2014, whereas. The star was already in WWE. He was super over. Of course, he's you know they're gonna boo the the whole you know event, as opposed to CM Punk. I mean, do we need him? No. Do we want him? Of course. But if we don't get him, yeah, we'll be a little disappointed. But will we like really be? Uh, Bro, let's not forget this. Let's not forget this premium live event is taking place in Chicago. It is, and I was the it's one that said the day the day he got fired, I said CM Punk is going to show up at Survivor Series in Chicago. So I will be one of those ones that would be very disappointed. So, but but I'm not I'm not even saying that for the disappointing aspect though. I'm just saying like those fans. If this was yeah, in Alabama going, yeah. or something, I I might feel differently. But this is in Chicago. We know it's them Chicago. Chicago rabbit fans. They are CM. That's CM Punk's town. That's that's CM Punk territory. If they don't deliver on CM Punk, those fans are going to hijack that show. I'm letting you know right now. They're going to be it chanting won't... CM Punk all night. So they better try to wait to the end to pull the move. Because I, I feel like <laughs> they can do both. They can do Randy Orton in the beginning and CM Punk at the end. But as you said before, this is not the first time WWE has turned heel on the WWE universe. So right. we got to see. We have to see. Ah. It's going to be tough. I think the smart thing to do would be to bring Randy Orton back before the show. Bring him back on the Raw that's leading up to Survivor Series just so fans already know that Randy Orton is there and he's not the surprise. Because Mm. if they try to surprise us with a guy in like a hood and a mask or something and he takes it off and reveals himself to be Randy Orton, like I said, it might be some cheers at first because Randy Orton is a huge star, but... Those cheers are going to turn into indifference real quick, and that and that indifference is going to turn into backlash. I mean, mm. let me know. Let me Sylvan. see, man. Um, okay, so how I've always personally felt about this situation with CM Punk is, I do believe CM Punk is coming to the WWE, one hundred percent, absolutely no doubts about it. Uh, the amount of teasing that WWE has done indicates that he is going to be showing up and in that building but i've always advocated that it won't be cm punk is not going to be coming as survivor series and i truly believe that because number one it's too predictable and number two wwe does love the troll fans let's just keep it a stack i think it's a part of 
riling their fans up. Now, it's I just we've seen it before. We've seen it in a lot of instances. Um, Is that very smart, though? I mean, honestly, I'm not sure if it's very smart or not. I I I don't know. With the Daniel Bryan situation, it was reactionary, right? Like they had to get to a point where they made Daniel Bryan. Uh, win at WrestleMania just because of how misstepped they were when mm. booking their Royal Rumble, right? But I do firmly believe that CM Punk is going to be returning at the Royal Rumble. I think Survivor Series would be perfect, but the reality of the situation is I don't think that uh, I think it's too predictable, and I like and I think that WWE likes to swerve their audiences, and so this could be a big swerve, in my opinion. But Royal Rumble can be predictable too, though, because everybody knows number exactly. thirty is. You know, the and the thing is, the surprise. So, and sometimes there's nothing wrong with doing the predictable thing if that's what the people want. Give the people what they want. If you're if, if you're a company and the people are clearly asking for something, why not give it to them? Why why pull the rug from underneath your fans? Like it just makes no sense to do your fans that way, especially when alternatives exist these days, and we can just grow tired of it and turn the channel. I like, mean, this reminds me of. I'll oh, go ahead. I, I was gonna say, uh, so Survivor Series is two weeks away, right? Mm-hmm. Like basically two weeks away, and so in my opinion, the only way I would even—I don't even know how CM Punk debuts debuts at Survivor Series unless he comes out against a Seth Rollins, a, a, a victorious Seth Rollins in a title defense. Like, how do you even book a return for CM Punk at Survivor Series? In this um, come up. That's just me. That's just something I'm thinking about. Well, the so what I'm seeing is that because they've only announced four men for both the Survivor Series matches. And I'm hearing that Drew McIntyre is probably going to be the fifth man for the uh, Judgment Day. So it's like, uh, can, <laughs> wow! I did yeah. see that meme. I saw that yeah. meme of uh, Drew with the makeup. On. <laughs> Imagine, so look, I mean, hey, yo. oh my god, Quad might be right. <laughs> but look, right. So look, so look, so look. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. We got five men in one corner, right? Four yep. men in the other corner. How about we just go the entire match with a four on five, and then once we get to that final climax, the music hits and boom, CM Punk. It's hey, nothing yo, wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, man. Drew McIntyre is not going to be emo. Look, if if he joins them on the team, he's not going to be out there wearing eye makeup and purple. Like, come on now. But look, like no, I I'm said, see... <laughs> real gave him that look at come Crown on, man. Drew. Come like... on, man. Come on, man. I'm sorry. They're clearly teasing it. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with doing what's predictable. It's like when we were leading up to WrestleMania and Cody Rhodes return, they were teasing that heavily. They were on TV saying that Seth Rollins was going to have an American nightmare. And like they were just they were clearly teasing Cody Rhodes. It was predictable, but we still wanted to see it. And when he returned, that was one of the biggest returns of all time. So it was was like crazy. There's there's absolutely nothing wrong with, with doing what's predictable. And also, I want to say this. I want to, I want to compare this moment to, you know, when artists don't announce their release dates for like albums, right? But a release date will like leak online, and they'll kind of allow the fans to run with that date. But then that date comes around, and nothing drops, and now all of a sudden the artist is saying, "Well, oh, well, like I never said that the album was dropping that day," and the fans are upset, so they're like giving this artist backlash. That's kind of what the, the moment that we're in right now. Like I want to say that Drake did that recently, right? With uh, what was yeah, with Kanye do dogs. it, Drake do it. Yeah, like for all the dogs. He he never said the the album release date, but 
he kind of implied it online at, at one point and fans kind of believed that the album was dropping that day. So when that day rolled around, fans were online just waiting and refreshing their Spotify's, expecting his album to show up. And when it never came, all of a sudden Drake was like, oh, you know what? I never said my album was dropping that day. And it's like, okay, but you allowed us to believe it. So you open yourself up for that backlash. And WWE is doing that by allowing us to believe that CM Punk is going to be in the building when he's probably most likely not going to be. Now, if you want to bring him back in the future at Royal Rumble or Mania or whatever, I understand that. But until then, once you pull the rug out from underneath this that Survivor Series, you're going to open yourself up for backlash up to that point. Like, fans are not going to be happy. They're going to be online in these comments. You're going to hear CM Punk chants at these shows, and it's not going to go away. It's not going to go away because you allowed us to believe this. Not only did you allow us, but you spoon-fed us and teased it to the point that made us believe that it was actually happening. Because had WWE never teased this, nobody would be talking about it. Had WWE never referenced CM Punk's interest theme song and had Shinsuke out there hitting go to sleeps on his opponents, we wouldn't believe that CM Punk was coming back. In fact, we would believe the opposite because most of us thought that CM Punk back to WWE was not a possibility, like ever. We never I mean, saw this coming. Ever. I mean, he may be coming back. You know, we, we can entertain the possibility that this guy actually might be showing up at Survivor Series. Yeah, he may be nice. the fifth person. And this That's all nice. has been leading, and we are, are we all are going to get what we ask for, right? Um, it could be a thing. I, I think if Randy Orton pulls up at some point in Survivor Series before that match, uh, and the fifth mystery person isn't CM Punk, oh, man, we're going to be livid. Um, and I don't really know what that does for the company. But um, then again, I think man. a swerve is always great. But I, I, I just feel like I feel like from a business standpoint and also from an iconic standpoint, WWE would be really foolish to not capitalize off this opportunity of CM Punk returning at right. Survivor Series of all pay-per-views in Chicago. Like Ugh. what a moment for the history books of wow. WWE. Right. Like just what an iconic moment. Um, but also I have PTSD from Vince McMahon. I've seen Vince McMahon. Just say, just look at us as fans and say, you know what? Let's just do the direct opposite because I run this <laughs> and there's nothing you, there's nothing you viewers can do about this product except for come back next week and see what happens. So I have PTSD. We are no longer in that regime anymore. This is the Hunter regime. Um, I don't believe that Hunter would purposely book and tease uh, CM Punk references after countless paper PPLs and SmackDowns and Raws not leading up to us getting a CM Punk appearance at Chicago at one of the big four pay-per-views or PPLs of WWE. I don't believe that, but no, no. I do at the same time. At the same time, I, I, I have to think that this could be a big swerve and we could begin him at uh, the Royal Rumble. And I don't, I, I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm torn, man. I'm torn. Honestly, I don't. All I can say is, if he doesn't, if he doesn't show up, <laughs> oh my god, those boos uh, are gonna Hunter, be insane at the end of that show. Unless I hope they don't do a press conference. I, I are they doing I, a press conference? Do we know? I'm pretty sure they. I don't. Are, I'm not sure, but they they got to. Hunter, no. They, if they do a if they do a press conference and CM Punk doesn't show up to that show, <laughs> boy, 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 Hunter is gonna get it. It's crazy, like all the the conflicting reports, like. 
it was just up on the screen, like one of uh, Sean Rossap's tweets where he was pretty much saying that WWE reached out to him because they're trying to basically temper people's expectations and put out that like CM Punk isn't going to be there. But then you got other people saying like, no, he is going to be there. And it's just like, I don't think we've ever seen conflicting reports for someone the way we've been seeing with the CM Punk situation. Like it's, it's truly yeah. insane to watch. He, re- he really him, man. I, I think people are, I think, WWE is definitely feeding like Sean um, truthful reports to a certain degree, but not maybe, but maybe not the full truth uh, to try to, to try to keep some type of, uh, I don't know, in the black or in the dark to the IWC uh, mystique going on around punk come around, coming to WWE, which is why I think he's not going to be at survivor series. Um, but then again, I don't know, man. Maybe it is true. Maybe nothing discussions haven't really been talked about. And, you know, Punk isn't pulling up at Survivor Series and they're genuinely trying to get our expectations down. But then again, that doesn't make any sense because they've been teasing CM Punk day week after raw week after week with Raw and SmackDown. So I don't know, man. I, I think if they wanted to get me confused, they've done the job. So question. Question for both of you fellas. What would be an outcome that didn't involve CM Punk that you think fans would be okay with? Mm. Like, is there one? Oh, uh, is there the Rock? Yeah, if the Rock pulled uh, up, you think? You think? You, wait, 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 bro! If the Rock cool. pulled up as the fifth member against <laughs> <laughs> with on okay, Jim, on, on Jay's we side, know, we like, know come that's on, bro. Not, like, we, we would. We, I know, but I'm saying you asked me an alternative option. We would be like, all right, nah. well, it's the Rock. Like, we'd be like, yo, you know what I mean? I but think, outside of that, I don't know. Wait, so cool. You, you honestly believe that Randy Orton would be no, I, like fan, you think fans would be okay with it? Like with that outcome? I feel like I feel like fans would be okay. If Randy Orton pulled up, and then out of nowhere, Riddle comes back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh it was like God, some RKO, man. RK bro moment. RK bro like, reunion. I don't know. Nah. So I, I think that if if Randy returns, he has to go heel because he's gonna get booed no matter what. Like they're gonna cheer him initially, and then they're gonna boo him because he's not CM Punk. So if he does return, he has to go heel. The only bro. outcome I could see from this that doesn't involve CM Punk that fans would be okay with is if maybe CM Punk doesn't return, but we get like a vignette. Or like a video package basically indicating that coming soon, CM Punk is coming back. And then we can just live with that until he finally does return at Rumble or something. But if it's just going to be we're not getting everything that. but CM Punk, then it's fans are going to be upset. And we're going to hear CM Punk chants. That's the thing. I don't know if y'all been noticing, but there has been CM Punk chants at like every WWE show for the last like month. They haven't been for too the first crazy. time in a while. For the first time. They were chanting CM Punk at Crown Jewel, bro. And you know the Crown Jewel fans probably aren't even wrestling fans like that. They just there just because <laughs> Crown Jewel is in town. Look weird. They were there. Randy ch- looked weird with a mustache. <laughs> I like the mustache. He's like a racist cop. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Please be. I out. like Please the mustache. Out. Please take he that. He looks out. like a racist cop. Is insane, bro. Yo, that is Kwan, insane. What? <laughs> That's insane, dog. You are yo. Sick. For some reason, when I see yo. like the white guy with a shaved head and a, and a mustache, like that's kind of like my first thought. I'm like, oh, this is he looks like that's someone else. Pull me over for speeding. 
But I would be happy to see the Randy back. If if Randy Orton is WWE's Randy, end goal, because it probably is, I will be it happy is. to see Randy back. But he has to be heel because if he's a face, they're going to boo him, man. They're going to boo that man just for not being punk. I think it's going to be Randy. Um, but, I mean, when they talk about when they talk about Cody going to calling in a friend, I'm like, who else is he going to call? I mean, I could see him calling Punk, but he's really going to call Randy. And right. I, I don't, I don't see Punk wanting to join five people against the Judgment Day at Survivor Series. <laughs> like, not CM Punk. Nah, I see CM Punk wanting to have like <laughs> <By> himself <laughs> a one on one stare off. Yeah. with you know what's uh, crazy? With the Raw Champion or something. The crazy thing is, I see, I see CM Punk in the Judgment Day. Like, I feel like that makes more sense than CM Punk going against the Judgment Day. Cause he always had like that kind of dark emo ish look. Remember the uh, what was his what was his his faction back in the day? Uh, he, the he had the like Straight Edge Society. Yeah, 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 like the Straight Edge Society. Like he's mm-hmm. always been around like a group of like dark, evil looking. Be- he even had a, a moment when he was a part of the Nexus. So like I could see yeah. CM Punk being a part of the Judgment Day. Oh, Why yeah. not? Major plot twist. Right. Yeah, that would be, that would be incredible, honestly. Um, but don't they don't they have five right now or something? Or they, they have need four. Extra, so they both so need an extra. They person? both need an extra. They both need an extra person. JD so, and then on right? No, J- JD is. So it's gonna be JD, Dom, Finn, and um, Priest versus yeah. you know Cody and his lackeys. So but, Punk you know, on a Judgment Day versus. <laughs> Why? Why not? We all know WWE is gonna do the predictable thing. We, we're we're probably overthinking it, and it's just gonna be Jimmy Uso added to the Judgment Day team, and Drew McIntyre added to Cody's team. Yeah, yeah. We're fantasy booking. We're about to end up with the same old, same old, like we've always been getting. But. Who knows? I guess we'll see. I want to hear from y'all, though. If you're at home, please let me know if you believe that it's CM Punk or Bust, like I do. Or do you think that WWE can get away with sneaking Randy Orton out there in place of the guy that we all want and the fans are just going to go with it? I don't think so. I don't think people are going to rock with it, but what do I know? I'm just a black guy wearing Balenciaga on a Friday. Oh, he rich. (laughs) I mean, you know. I mean, you know. Balenci, 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 Balenci. I had to flex it, baby. I had to flex it. Yo, Quan, 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 Quan wearing Balenciaga, man. You know what I'm saying? That's how how you do it on Wrestling with the Homies, man. Come on. I got a Hangs hoodie on, man. (laughs) We're definitely the only wrestling podcasters out here, like, wearing, like, shit that niggas know about. Know what I'm saying? Got on a standard issue fleece. Don't let don't let don't let don't let Sylvan get y'all. This man is wearing gold chains, like real gold. Yeah, he's gold chains. He get he getting real bread. He getting bread out here. Don't let this man fool y'all. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It it may look like I do. That's that's real. That's real. What 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 Wayne said? You know the feds watching. Facts, facts. I ain't got nothing. White money. This is all from DH Gate. Know what I'm saying? Like this is fake. I I don't look feds IRS don't come for me. I was I ain't making this. no money out here, baby. I don't know. That look like a bait <laughs> a bait pillow behind you, if I'm not mistaken. That is definitely a bait pillow. It's crazy. <laughs> I was like, hey yo, <laughs> I got some cool decks on my wall, by the way. Like I don't know if y'all noticed this yet, but this is this is old dirty bastard. This is ODB and Al Green. Yup. Yeah. It's called Al culture. Green. Culture baby. Yeah. Culture baby. Yeah, man. But yeah, man, what you got for us, Sylvan? 
Look, man. Listen. Is Survivor Series still part of the Big Four? No. I think not. No. Hell no. I think <laughs> not. I nah, think nah, 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 not. Nah. Since we're here talking about. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Yo, come on. Coolie, cool. an idiot, man. Coolie, man. Come on. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> nah, nah. It's the, it's the finger wag for me. It's the nah, nah. Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. yo, when uh, <laughs> mocked LA Knight is right. That was hilarious, bro. <laughs> hilarious. Look, look, man, I don't, I don't think Survivor Series is part of the Big Four PPLs anymore. In my opinion, I'm really, really, I'm really. First off, I want to start by saying I'm very disappointed in this main event. Um, that's been announced for War Games Survivor Series for 2023, which for those who, for the sake of anybody who doesn't know or maybe just has missed out on wrestling for the past two months because you're on vacation, if you watch this podcast, basically War Games was announced and we're looking at Cody Rhodes, Jay Uso, uh, J- sorry, Cody Rhodes, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, right? Sami Zayn. And who, who's who the who's the other who's the fourth guy? Who's the other member? Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn. Cody oh, Rhodes, Seth Rollins. Sammy. Seth is involved. Seth, Seth, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Seth, somehow, somehow, Seth got sucked into this. Pause. Seth Rollins versus the Judgment Day. If this isn't the most makeshift look, and you know, I'm not going to be mad at it, right? I'm not mad at a makeshift war games to a certain degree. We saw makeshift war games technically last year with the brawling brutes. And Kevin Owens going basically going against um the bloodline. That was, that was fire though. That was, and that was that fire. Was, that was fire. And a, it was big fire. And a big part of that was contingent upon Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Sami Zayn's allegiance to either the bloodline or his best friends, Ke- Kevin Owens. So I let that slide based off of the storyline. But this just feels like another Monday Night Raw for fatal for um four and four tag team match that we've seen for the past two to three months and my goodness i am not excited for this match when yeah. the, the most exciting thing about this match was adam pierce saying war games which quite honestly <laughs> might be might be he on par <laughs> he bodied it yes. it might be on yes. par you know i don't want to i don't want to I don't want to uh, upset our wrestling fans, but it might be on par with William Regal's War Games. If not, maybe a little bit better. Super Mm -hmm. crazy. That's the most exciting thing about this match that um, I've seen so far. Uh, This is not anything that I am excited to to witness um, besides this mystery. Who's the fifth partner, which we possibly know is going to be J.D. McConaughey and. Drew, Mac- Drew McIntyre. <laughs> no, and JD, so- JD. JD is a part of it already. He's like in the match. He's All a right, part of the team. Yeah, it's it's Dominic, Finn, JD, and Priest. So then we got Dominic, JD, Finn, Priest, and we're gonna probably get Drew McIntyre and a returning Randy. Randy Orton. Wow, great, cool, fantastic. I I just feel like. I feel like I'm not excited because I've seen this in different variations for the past two to three months. Now, also, I want to go ahead and take another step forward and say that we've had a huge opportunity missed with there being a Judgment Day versus a Bloodline actual feud. We've seen them face off with each other twice. 
first time was in January. And I remember we were all going crazy and we were all going mm -hmm. crazy without even there being a Roman there, which shows you mm -hmm. how much we wanted to see that. We saw it again in April and it ended up being some <clears throat> temporary alliance that just kind of fizzled out into nothing. And when you think about Survivor Series, you think about usually two factions coming together and, and invading one another, Raw and SmackDown. And most recently, now we're incorporating war games. So what better way to lead up to one of your biggest PPLs of the year with two factions, one that has been the hottest faction for the past three years, Bloodline, the other with the faction that has been the hottest faction for the past, what, year? Judgment mm -hmm. Day clashing one, with one another. I wanted to see Roman, the Usos, Solo going against this Judgment Day. And, and, and you know what? We and throw, and throw Rhea in there. Throw Rhea in there. That. Have Rhea going, go, have Rhea going in there going crazy. Like, even on seeing, bro, even seeing this clip on screen right now, it's like, yo, we needed that so bad. Why didn't we get That'd that? Been so far. Why didn't we get that? I'll tell you why we didn't get that. Because Roman's on vacation. Because there's some sick, twisted booking that we have to get to to Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. And because of that, we have to sacrifice key pivotal moments to create makeshift booking that we don't care about. I'm sorry. Who really cares about this makeshift tag team and the Judgment Day going at one another? nobody we don't care and 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 you know what for the sake of argument maybe if we didn't get these variations of matches for the past two to three months maybe we'd be a little bit more interested right maybe there'll be a little bit more spark but the fact that you shoved the judgment day and these four wrestlers down our throat pause with them each going at one another in some variation i don't care anymore i truly don't care anymore and how you're going to build this up in two weeks, it's upsetting. And it makes <laughs> me think, it makes me think that maybe Survivor Series isn't part of the big four anymore. In fact, what are some of the biggest moments that happened in Survivor Series? In my opinion, the narrative around Survivor Series being the big four started after the Montreal Screwjob. It was such a moment in wrestling history that... It lived in and it li it lived in infamy from a from a standpoint of okay wow this is a moment in time we're gonna treat this like one of the biggest moments in time we have the Rock debuting at Survivor Series a few other 96. cool moments yeah ninety six a, a few other cool moments but realistically this has just kind of been a filler for a filler of the big four and this to me shows that they this that survivor series isn't being treated as a priority it's just being treated as a bridge to get to where they're trying to get to next which mm. is royal rumble and the wrestlemania season that's my ted talk i feel we should just stick to the big three royal rumble SummerSlam, wrestlemania because quite clearly survivor series hasn't been hot to me in a very long time with the exception of last year and mm. I'm ready to let it go. And I think we Sylvan, all collectively as the rest of the community should, should as well. Sylvan has told no lies, man. It's been a while since Survivor Series has been good. Me, personally, the last great Survivor Series was 2019. Phenomenal. What, like It was, it was, was amazing. That the, That's when Ray that went against Brock. Ray went, to, went against Brock for the, uh, for the belt. Um, I believe... The Fiend went against Daniel Bryan. Uh, there was a five-on-five -five women's elimination match. 
Um, what else happened? What else happened? What else happened? Randy Orton eliminated the... uh, Matt Riddle. It was fire, bro. Okay, I remember that. I do remember. That. It was fire. That. I'm I, telling you. I remember a... Randy eliminating. Mm-hmm. Bruh, it was the last best that. Survivor Series to me, in my opinion. And I want to say 2016 I... was great too. 04 was great. But so I, mm. I honestly like the, uh, <laughs> I like the last years. Of, yeah, last um, year's was Survivor incredible. Series. Last year's was good. That, it was iconic. Like that that war games match was incredible, iconic. and the the women's the women's but <laughs> the women's no, the no, women's no, no. one was was great too. Go ahead, Cooley. No, I was just saying like they've been kind of you know whatever since my. I feel like the last great one was 2019, but yeah, yeah last I, year was good. I feel like we all watched that at the same time. That was that was solid. We did. We were. I think we were together. And it was it was we predicated so much off of the story of the bloodline storyline. Like oh, I was excited exactly, to see exactly what exactly. Sammy was gonna do, who he was gonna exactly. choose, how he was going to, um, how he was going to act in that moment. So, I mean, I just I just feel like I, I feel like when I think about Survivor Series or for the past five or six years, I've considered Survivor Series one of the big fours. And yeah. with this booking, it just feels like another. Feel. It feels more filler than. Than uh, Crown Jewel to me, okay, I just feel so, like we're just here. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think last year Survivor Series was predicated on the Bloodline storyline, and this year Survivor Series does not have a Bloodline storyline, so that that takes away from our anticipation on seeing it, and also the fact that we've seen variations of this War Games match over and over for the last three four months is another reason why we're just not that excited for survivor series but as far as survivor series not being a part of the big four i think we just gotta address the elephant in the room when it comes to wwe's premium live events i think that the the marketing and the idea of how wwe does premium live events has changed over the years i don't think there is a big four or a big two or outside of wrestlemania being the big number one for the year because that's just like the super bowl of wrestling i don't think there's anything that really separates a SummerSlam from a backlash or an extreme rules because if you'll notice a lot of these um wwe premium live events are starting to be done in like bigger stadiums like football stadiums and they're being emphasized a lot more than they were in the past for instance next year's elimination chamber is going to take place in was is australia it's australia right I have no idea. Chamber- oh, oh no, it, it is Australia. It's, it is it's Australia. Australia. It's Australia. And I think uh, Rhea Ripley mm. is like going to be in the main event or something. But next year's Elimination Chamber is going to take place in Australia in front of like 70,000 fans. And then we all know Elimination Chamber was never a part of like the big anything. It was just another pay-per-view or another premium live event. So I think that the idea of a big three or a big four pay-per-views or premium live events is kind of outdated at this point. I don't think that there's anything separating these play- these premium live events aside from WrestleMania because WrestleMania is a two day thing. So that WrestleMania is always going to be WrestleMania, but yeah. yeah, next year's elimination chamber is probably going to have a larger audience than this current year. SummerSlam. And I that's just like, a random continue. continue and then we got, that. we got things like clash at the castle taking place in um, wherever that was. Uh, wasn't it uh, Ireland or something? Like wasn't it Ireland? <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> It was right, in his hometown. We, oh, have, we have backlash taking place in Puerto Rico in front of like 50,000 people. So it's like backlash. That, the crazy. whole big four thing. Yeah. The whole big four thing is kind of outdated. 
I, the only reason I buy back on that is because I feel like a lot of the history with these pay-per-views is what supports kind of their big four. Like, obviously, WrestleMania is with WrestleMania, right? And the Royal Rumble is the Royal Rumble just because of the Royal Rumble. Like, 30 mm. men going, like, it's just going to make it what it is. SummerSlam, to me, just has a lot of history behind it. Some of the most iconic matches and moments in time happen at SummerSlam. And I look at SummerSlam as basically WrestleMania in the summer. Like, I just, I hear that I hear feels you. like that to me. But, like, I, I think a lot of my argument is based off of, like, legendary moments and history. And Survivor Series, to me, just kind of feels like, I feel like we made a uh, a decision that it was a big four based off of, honestly, the Montreal screw job. I think that kind of set the trajectory of how important this pay-per-view is. And maybe it's just me. I've had, like, I've had really high no, expectations I, I hear for you. Survivor Series, man. And <clears throat> it just feels like it has not been one of those things where I'm, like, hyped about anymore or i have been for I, a long time i hear you i i hear you i just think that you know history is history <laughs> it's history man. for a reason like we moving on man I, look at so I, uh, like Quan always says i'm a nostalgia i'm a big nostalgia guy you're right so i don't know the 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 laziness of SummerSlam has gotten to me it's like the stages are trash like it's literally okay just wait, one, wait, wait. you know what i mean so so I hear I mean, you on I, that, I, I, but I, I, I push I back. I push back on that. I push back. I push back on that. So WWE, when they do these super, super big stadiums, they're starting to do away with the stages. And I understand why. The thing is, SummerSlam having like a super ill stage with like screens and titantrons or whatever, that would be dope for us just as fans because visually it looks ill. But the reason WWE is doing away with those stages is because the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like people want these tickets, like the um, the demand, the demand is there to sell so much tickets that having a big stage takes away from it. Because if you have a big stage, you got to block off part of the arena. Fans are going to be behind the stage. They won't be able to see the ring. So instead of doing that, what they're doing is just they're just doing away with the stage completely and adding extra seats so they can sell more oh, seats. Man. So like I get it from a business standpoint. It makes it, it makes it makes me. sense. Like if if yeah. we can do a stage but have 10k less fans and then we can not do a stage and have 10,000 more fans, if I'm a businessman, I'm I'm not doing a stage. I'm having I'm putting those 10,000 fans in there. And it's isn't different for Mania, right? cuz you got two nights. So Yeah, Mania is different. Like whatever. Isn't Mania the only the only one that has a like a stage, right? Has the yeah, honestly, yeah, else is just of, one screen. Yeah. That's crazy. Like even backlash, yeah, even backlash. When they did backlash, it was a lot of fans in that arena, and they had no stage. They had like <laughs> a little walkway in the ring. That was it. I'm not I mad at backlash that, had the hooks. I remember they had the hook swinging. That was oh, hard. I love the. I think hooks. that was '98 or yeah, no? Facts. Maybe that was '01. It was one of them. I think they did. Years. They did the hooks for a minute. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it, but. Like I said, things is changing, man. History is history. I know that we always see like SummerSlam and Royal Rumble and Survivor Series as what they are, but I think we got to look at where these pay-per-views are. I, I hate that I call them pay-per-views still because that's just the nostalgia in me. They're premium live events. We really got to take a look at where these premium live events take place at to understand the emphasis that's going to be put on them. So like if WWE is doing a premium live event from the Staples Center, or the crypto arena versus doing a premium live event in like some football stadium in Minnesota or something like you got to understand that 
even if the football stadium show isn't one of the big four or the big three, it's still in a football stadium. So they're going to put so much emphasis on that show that they're not going to put on the one that's in the smaller arena just because it's a numbers game. One arena is going to have 70,000 people in it, and the other arena is going to have 14,000. It's a big difference in that number. Yeah, I think it, I think it ultimately comes down to like decision-making, booking, who wins, how things change in the company that determines which pay-per-views are the most important. And obviously we see like titles change at every single PPO. Like nothing is right. necessarily like, it's not like, you know, nothing is going to uh, change. Unless, any, unless it's PPO. Roman's title. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's Roman's title, quite honestly. Right? <laughs> nigga ain't never going to lose that thing. Yeah. But like, you know, Royal Rumble, the, you know, the, the big four are the pay-per-views where you're like, Oh, something could possibly happen. That's that kind of shifts the trajectory of, the storylines that we're dealing with and the other PPLs were more inclined to believe like, Oh, well, nothing's really going to change. Like Roman's not going to lose. You know, Rhea is not going to lose. Seth isn't going to lose. Like the big people who are carrying the company aren't really going to lose, but smaller, the smaller titles might go. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Put it, put it like this, put it like this. One of the biggest returns that we've seen in WWE in recent history was Bray Wyatt's, right? Like, they had a whole rollout with QR codes and, like, Facts. follow the white rabbit and all that. Like, that was huge. Facts. One of the biggest returns ever. And it took place at Extreme Rules. Facts. At Extreme Rules. If this was 10 yeah. years ago, <laughs> you would expect that to be WrestleMania or, like, SummerSlam or something. But Facts. it was Extreme Rules. So, times Facts. is changing, man. Times is changing. But... Let me know how y'all feel out there, man. I want to hear from y'all. Let us know. Do you think that Survivor Series is still a big four pay-per-view or a premium live event? Or has Survivor Series kind of just lost its way and is blending in with the, the rest of the shows? Let us know, man. Let us know. Fellas, fellas, fellas. We all watched um, Crown Jewel, right? Because we were talking about, you know, Roman never losing. Y'all watch Crown Jewel? Yeah. Yeah, Crown Jewel was lit. Solid, solid show. Mm, yeah, it was it was okay. So, if you watched Crown Jewel, you would have saw the main event of Roman Reigns and LA Knight. This match ended the same way. Honestly, every match ends with Roman Reigns. <laughs> every match ended the same way for the same or the same way for the last three years. Roman Reigns wins via outside interference. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm watching the video right now. And it's like, it's bringing back the pain in my heart because it's the same thing over and over. Fellas, fans have a problem with this. Fans are tired of Roman Reigns winning every single match via outside. <laughs> Look at this, man. Look at this. This is insane. It's the same thing over and over. Fans are upset that Roman Reigns continues to win matches via over outside and interference. And honestly, I have to take the fan side on this, man. I understand that. Like, I want to ask you guys a question. Do you think that this takes away from Roman's reign? Do you think yes. that Roman Reigns winning every single match the very same way with outside interference takes away from his reign? No, absolutely not. No, 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 absolutely. I not. think it does. I think it does. Now, I will put. I will say this from a business standpoint or a marketing standpoint. I don't think that it takes away from Roman's reign because WWE is a machine. If WWE wants to market Roman Reigns as the final boss and market this reign as the greatest reign of all time, then fans are going to accept it as that because that's just WWE. WWE is a machine. What they say is what we believe. What they say goes. But as a fan watching it, 
as a fan trying to invest in this product, it does kind of take away from the rain to me. It's the same thing over and over. Every single match, every single Roman Reigns match for the last three years have ended the same way. And again, that's not me speaking in hyperbole. That's not me exaggerating for the topic. This is legit. You can look this up. Every single Roman Reigns one-on-one match for that title has ended the very same way. Someone gets involved. It's Solo. It's Jay. It's Jimmy. It's Paul Heyman. It's somebody. And at this point, it's like, are we just going to do the same thing over and over for the entire duration of his reign? For one, I feel like this kind of sells Roman Reigns short because Roman Reigns, by all intensive purposes, should be WWE's final boss. He should be passed outside interference. If, if Roman Reigns is going in there and just destroying dudes and beating them the same way Brock Lesnar used to beat them in 2018, I wouldn't be mad at that because Roman Reigns deserves to be pushed as the final boss. Having him win via outside interference over and over, excuse my language, but it just kind of makes him feel like a bitch. It makes it seem like Roman Reigns is a bitch-ass nigga and he needs his homies to help him <laughs> win every single match. Like, I'm sorry. That's number one. God. Shout out to Roman Reigns, by the way, but like, that's number one. Number two, the reason I have a problem with it is because we've seen it. We've seen it before. Y'all remember 1997, 1998, when Hulk Hogan was the hottest heel in the history and he had the NWO with him, the hottest faction at the time, the NWO, WCW was popping. They was on top. They were defeating WWE every single week. And you know what happened? Hulk Hogan was winning every single title defense via outside interference. He would wrestle against someone and Kevin Nash would interfere. He would wrestle against someone and Scott Hall would interfere. He would wrestle against someone and Six Pac would interfere. It's on and on and on. It was the same thing over and over. You know what eventually happened? Fans got tired of that. Fans got tired of seeing Hulk Hogan win the very same way over and over because it got predictable. So they turned the channel to WWF. WWF got hot. And then WWF defeated WCW. And that's what this reminds me of. Seeing Roman Reigns win every single match over and over the very same way. It's getting old. It's at the point where I feel like I don't have to watch Roman Reigns' matches because I know what the result's going to be. And I know how he's going to get to that result. It's not the fact that he's going to win. It's how he's going to win. I know Paul Heyman's going to get going to interfere. I know the referee's going to take a bump and fall and act like he's dead. And then Solo is going to get on the apron and probably spike someone in the neck. Like, it's, it's the same thing over and over. And I, quite frankly, I'm just like the fans online. I'm tired of it. So I do think that this is taking away from Roman's incredible reign. It's, it's pretty hilarious that you said that he's doing the same thing Hogan is doing while chasing his records. You know, that's, that's like laughing. I know, bit. right? I but know, uh, right? I will say that he's supposed to be the best of the best, you know, and I just feel like WWE don't know how to book his title matches anymore. We we see guys like Gunther winning clean 99% of his matches. Clean. Guys like Seth Rollins winning clean all of his matches. But Roman is the best of the best. This is the same guy who was complaining about Brock when he had the title. That he was, you know, holding it hostage and he he wasn't doing nothing with it. And now Roman is literally doing the same thing Brock was doing when he was champion. <clears throat> so it's getting old. We we all know what's gonna go on. You know, even when they say the Usos is banned from an event, they still come out and say <laughs> they Roman's still show ass. up. They still come out and say Roman's ass. Like it's tiring. It's really tiring. You supposed and- to be this, you supposed to be Thanos. 
That's what you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be supposed Thanos. You're supposed to be Thanos. And look, before Sylvan goes on his rant, because I know he's about to tell us why it's actually genius and why <laughs> why he has no problem with it whatsoever because he loves Roman Reigns. Look, I'm not saying that I have a problem with Roman Reigns winning. Me and Cooley love Roman Reigns being champion. We would love him to be champion for four more years. It's just the fact that he's cheating when, like, he's supposed to be Thanos. Him, Roman Reigns cheating to beat someone like L.A. Knight, it, it genuinely just makes him feel like a bitch-ass nigga. Like, damn, you, I know couldn't, so- you couldn't beat the man by yourself? You had to have your homies interfere? I know. Like, so why you got to jump well, everybody? He, he, he's a heel, so he, he can do that. Ooh, but, you know. Uh, yeah, but, like, uh, I feel like this is cowardly. Mm-hmm, like, this yeah. is a cowardly heel tactic. <laughs> heel, like, having people interfere should be something that The Miz is doing. That should be something that, like, you know, The Miz or, like, somebody of that elk should be doing not roman roman's supposed to be the man roman's supposed to be out there stomping people he's supposed to be like smashing people pause i hate that roman reign has made that a thing by the way like every time he says i'm gonna smash you i just be like wow that's crazy they even got a shirt wwe (laughs) i'm gonna smash then i'm a bad my bad for going wow they wwe has even made a roman reign shirt that says i'm gonna smash you it's like yo do you do y'all know what that means? Like, WWE, at wow, least in the man. black community, like that sounds crazy. <laughs> but Sylvan, talk to me, man. Has this taken away from Roman's reign? Absolutely not. Be honest. Um, be honest. Absolutely be not. Honest. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't understand what. I don't understand what people don't understand about Roman Reigns' character. Roman Reigns is a delusional, mob-like figure who feels he's invincible and can do anything in the world. Yet he depends on the people around him to make things happen for him. That is his whole character. That is his whole gimmick, the bloodline. He's a manipulator. You get what I'm saying? So when I look at, when I look at Roman Reigns, I look at a delusional heel character who believes he's more than what he actually is, which is why we keep tuning in. So he he really a bitch then is what you're saying. Yes, like absolutely. Really that's the whole yes, that's the whole point in the arc of his character. Like the nigga can't stand on his right. own. He can't do anything on his own. He needs the bloodline around him. He needs people around him to make him who he is. But he believes that he's more than what he is and that he keeps the thread of it all together. That is the beautiful dynamic of Roman Reigns' reign. It just is. Now, if he was like a Gunther which is a completely different character. Gunther is just a wrestling purist who believes that he, how he wrestles is the best way to wrestle and that we've lost Mm. our way. And he's going to overcome you just by being greatness, right? That's his whole gimmick. Now we hate him for it, but you can't hate somebody who's great. It is what it is. But the beauty of Roman Reigns is that he doesn't have to be Thanos. He doesn't have to be this unbeatable figure that stands on his own and just wins every match. He can look and feel like the most threatening person ever, and his actions <coughs> show the direct opposite. And that is the mute, that is the magic of Roman Reigns and the bloodline in itself. And that's why we keep tuning in, because we want to see what it's going to finally look like when he doesn't have the help to get him out of these pickles and he loses the title. Now I understand that fans are tired of seeing Roman Reigns win this way. 
I fully understand where you guys are coming from. But get over it. Get over it. You should get over it. You know why? Because at the end of the day, this is entertainment. Also, let me bring up another point. The reason why this isn't the same as Hulk Hogan is because we were seeing Hulk Hogan every single week. Yeah, we only see Roman like every single week. We see Roman maybe once every three to four months, if that. Four title defenses this year. Max, we're not going <laughs> to see him again into Royal Rumble. Four, bro. We're not going to see him again to the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and every time, every time he comes back, we're in awe of how much we miss this guy. He's entertaining. He's hilarious. Like, <laughs> I watch Roman and I laugh every single time, bro. His mannerisms, how he acts. It's just like, bro, no, like, no. bro, he's hilarious. Come no, on. No, we no. all love this guy. We just, but, you know, and, you know, it's not the world that's tired of this. It's no, the oh, IWC. Oh, no, 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 let's no, just, no. Let's no, just no, come no, back to the no, light. No, no, let's no. Let's just no. come back to the light. Uh-uh. The truth I can't let you do that. will set I can't let you, you do that. free. At the I end of the day, that. it's just us dusty IWC fans no, no, who no, want to no, see no, him no, be no. some Gunther guy who wins clean because we feel that's what would be best. No, but what no, would no. really be best is if you shut up. And watch the product that entertains us every single week instead of picking and moaning about what you think should be happening. I want to see him cheat. I want to see him win. I want to see him be who he is. Eddie Guerrero. I lie. I cheat. I steal. steal. At first, I didn't know how to feel about it. And then I said to myself, wow, I really like this guy. I want to see him cheat some more. I want to see him steal some more. Steal your way to the title. So what's wrong with Roman doing it? Oh, right. I know. I know. Here's You're ungrateful. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I love you, Roman. All right, <laughs> we can't. Y'all. You know. You know. You know. I'm usually with you and 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 hating on the IWC, even though we're a part of the IWC. I'm usually with you. In we that. are. But yeah, we are. I can't. I, I can't just say it's the only the IWC this week because this last Roman reign on um SmackDown, it wasn't doing the numbers that it usually did. It seems like people losing interest. I'm sorry, but like when Bloodline was really bloodlining, those numbers were like in 2.6 million Crazy. a week, 2.7 million la- a week. Last week, SmackDown did 2.5. Did it? I don't yeah, think it did. so. It did, it Let's did like 2.5. And, and, and it was uh, what, did, what did last did week's point- SmackDown do? I don't think it did 2.5. Them At numbers least I thought it down. did. I thought Them it did 2.5. They've been, they been doing like 2.2, 2.3. Them numbers been down. What is that? Not like by a whole lot. What, 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 what is that? Three hundred thousand? Like, come on, oh, hey, down three hundred. Two point one. They did two point one million last week on a recorded show. But I'm just saying, like, even before that, like WWE SmackDown's numbers has been down in comparison to what they were doing at the height of the Bloodline story. So it does seem like fans are not tuning in. Like Roman doesn't have that effect anymore where it's like, oh shit, Roman's on SmackDown tonight. I have to tune in. We might feel like that because we're super big wrestling fans, but SmackDown been doing just fine without Roman. Like Roman not in the building, they do 2.3 million. Roman in the building, they do 2.2 million. It's like, all right, you lost a couple hundred. So I was like, uh, I don't know. That's a false narrative. That's a false narrative. What was SmackDown doing before Roman was on weekly? What do you mean? Like this year? He's never on yeah. weekly. What do you mean? Well, well, for yeah. the past uh, three weeks. When Smack, when, when Roman was on SmackDown the with the Bloodline weeks, yeah. at the Bloodline's hot height, they were doing like two point five, two point six million. But but you gotta understand, you gotta understand two things, right? Number one, Bloodline. Come on, bro. Mm. Like the Bloodline storyline is far more important than Roman. 
I'm and I've said that before on this podcast. Like, there's nothing that Roman can do to exceed uh, the interest of us caring about the storyline of this. Um, also, number two, we have new stars. We have new stars who are more prominent. I mean, not prominent, but who are more prominent than they were last year. Hey. Uh, so the fact that Roman is on TV is, in my opinion, still hey. very much a, an incredible feat. And we see viewers um, jump up. Like- but at the same time, we still have stars that are starting to gain more prominence. So that's uh, how I feel. I look at that. I look at those merch numbers and I see Roman Reigns number three. He not, you know what I'm saying? He's not moving like he was moving at one point. Cause, of you course know, not. Who, who number two? Of course not. <laughs> Whoa! My father said, "Quan's favorite wrestler, man." <laughs> Stop nah, it, man! <laughs> the way y'all talk about Roman Reigns cheating is how you know I is how people feel about Pusha T talking about Coke. Okay, it's okay. like whoa, whoa, whoa. all he does oh, is wow. talk about Coke every day. Who cares? He's still doing his thing. <laughs> He's still highly successful, and it works. So what's first wrong all, with that? First of all. Pusha T doesn't only talk about coke. That's oh uh, god! Here to goes the, the virgin Paris. ear. To the virgin, <laughs> to the virgin ear. ear. Oh, to the virgin ear. To the, the non savvy <laughs> ear, it might sound like Pusha T only oh rapping about coke. Oh, is such a pure. <laughs> I thought he only rapping about know cocaine. That bro. T, no, no, Pusha oh, T. No, Kwan to the unsavvy. Listen, 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 listen. To, Yo, the virgin, to the unsavvy right. ear, it might sound like Pusha T only talks about cocaine. But if you have an ear for real for music and fashion, you'll know. Oh my! Pusha T raps about fashion bro. way more than he raps about coke. Like Pusha T is out here rapping about Bottega and Balenciaga and like Lanvin. He, he had a line. She keep calling Lanvin Landvin. If you don't have a trained ear, if you don't know what he's talking about, this is gonna sound like gibberish to you. But to the of course, he's basically he's basically calling all world, of us. He's Quan is calling all of us broke who don't know this this <laughs> designer clothes that I have no That's idea what that. he's talking hey, about. Hey, yo, Quan is starting on this all pod, yo. Pusha T is rapping about paintings and watches and rare art. Like he's not he's not just rapping about coke, man. Uh, y'all give only me low coke. class That's the only rap. reference y'all give, man. I need low, low class, class rap. Is crazy. I don't need I don't need this luxury. <laughs> That's why we love Rick Ross, man. I, I used to love Rick Ross because Rick Ross is making that luxury rap, man. Ain't nothing wrong with the luxury. I, I like, just to bring Swisher, but I'm just saying, you know, what's wrong with what's wrong with doing the same thing bad. over and over? Nah. Come on, man. Like Roman? Like Roman? But look, just to bring this all back, man, I got to... So something Cooley said, something Cooley said stuck with me, man. The the thing is, there's a disconnect. We look at Roman Reigns like Roman Reigns should be Thanos because WWE treats him like he should be Thanos. When they talk about Roman's, Roman Reigns and the run that he's on, they talk about it as if this man is just d- demolishing everybody. He's just killing all the ops. And it's like... They paint it that way, but then we watch it and we all we see is him cheating. So you're telling me that Roman Reigns is supposed to be a paranoid guy who's not really who he thinks he is. And that's fine. That might be what the basis of his character is. But WWE doesn't acknowledge that when they paint the picture of him just being this guy who's smoking everybody's boots. So it's like there's a disconnect there. It's like they're telling us we're supposed to be seeing something, but we're seeing something different. I mean, he is smoking everybody's boots. He's just not doing it in a way that you guys think he he's should. He's smoking everybody's it's boots. All, it all comes down, boys. It all comes down. It all, 
Exactly. It all comes down to periods. When you shoot somebody, you don't be like, oh, man, I'll, you're the only person who shot him. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, if I shot somebody with 400 people, I still shot him. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter, bro. If I beat nah, you up, man. if I beat you up but- with four other people or if I beat <laughs> you up with one person, I still beat you up. He still <laughs> gets these wins. Like, it just is what it is. And that's his character. So is that, is that why Keefe D in jail? <laughs> I don't know anything about that, man. I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about that, Cooley. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, no. this man says that why Keefe D in jail. I hate I don't even so know much, who that man. is. Oh, I don't even man. know who that is. He's the man. He's the I don't man live in LA. Shot Tupac. He's the man who shot Tupac. Look, I know nothing about none of this, though. Look, I'm saying out of that. That's, I, I, like, yeah, I don't even uh, know who Tupac uh, is. I haven't even listened to Tupac. <laughs> Tupac, you're an idiot. Tupac, I don't even oh, know that. Idiot. Disrespect. Is, are we talking you're about beers? I don't even know anything about that. I know nothing about nothing. But look, just to speak towards the jumping people thing, man. It's just like if you're presenting this guy as the final boss and you're presenting him as the baddest man on the planet, like at some point the actions got to show that too. Like when Mike Tyson was the baddest man on the planet oh out there my just God. knocking dudes Mike out. Tyson? When Mike Tyson was the baddest man on the planet just out there knocking motherfuckers out in two seconds. And I'm sorry for cursing. I'm sorry. Like our, our producer probably going to kill us after this. But when Mike yeah. Tyson was out there knocking people out in two seconds, he was the baddest man on the planet because of that. It wasn't like he was getting in the ring and then Don King was hopping on the apron and distracting the referee while somebody else runs up behind the person he's fighting and like low blows them or something. Like, nah, Mike Tyson was that man. He was standing on business and he was knocking people out. Why can't Roman Reigns just stand on business and kill people, man? Because that's not interesting. You know why it's not interesting? It's not interesting. No, 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 no. You know it's not interesting. Nah, it's interesting. The reason that they're doing, I'm going to tell you right now, the reason that WWE books Roman Reigns this way is because they don't want to take away from the baby faces. They want Cody Rose to remain in the position he's in. They want LA Knights to remain in the position he's in. And they know that having Roman Reigns demolish LA Knight the way he should Makes makes LA Knight look bad. So to avoid that, they resort to cheap hill tactics. Oh, someone interfered. Roman Reigns actually got pinned, but the referee wasn't paying attention because he got knocked down. They go with that old bullshit ass cliche <laughs> angle to make the baby face look good. And I'm saying that WWE don't need to do that. I have no I, problems with Roman Reigns going into that ring, destroying Cody Rhodes in 10 minutes, holding that title up and leaving. I'm cool with that. But let's do that. Let's not have Solo hop on the apron and Jimmy run up behind him and low blow him and then Jay splash him off the top rope and then Roman pins him and gets the win. Like, that's just so tired to me. It's lazy. It's old. Fan, it's old. F- fans are just so, so ungrateful. So ungrateful. I don't want to see a clean winning heel champion i do we have gunther for that we have gunther for that and last time i checked you said gunther wasn't a star but you know who is a star (laughs) roman reigns (laughs) roman reigns is a star the guy who cheats the guy who gets the job done one way or another i'm enamored by the delusion of roman reigns he looks he looks the part he talks the part he walks the part but when it comes down to him actually winning, he can't do it by himself. And that's fascinating to me. I love seeing that character develop in front of our very eyes as he loses right. his right man 
Jay Uso, as Jimmy Uso come, him, as Himmy Uso comes him, up, him, because he's, he's him. Oh my goodness, I cannot give my praises enough to Himmy Uso. Comes out every SmackDown cosplaying as a tribal chief. <laughs> it is, it is true entertainment. <laughs> And it messes up every time. Entertainment. It messes up every time. It is true every entertainment. Time. And Wait. seeing. <laughs> and see... Yo, I love Wait, Jimmy wait, Uso, wait, dog. wait, wait. I think it, this was either last SmackDown or the SmackDown before it, man. Jimmy, Uso, Jimmy was laying on the couch and Roman was sitting down. And he was like, oh, you know, you're, you're allowing your brother to do that. That's like, that's like letting someone slap me in the face. And Jimmy said, I don't want you to get slapped in the face, Oos. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, man. Yo, Jimmy is the GOAT, bro. I enjoy this, bro. man. It's the dynamic of his character. And that's what makes things entertaining. And quite honestly, the reason why we keep pulling back up is because we want to see if we can watch Roman be exposed for who he really is, which is someone who can't survive without his bloodline. He is yeah, determined man. by his bloodline. That is what makes him so interesting. Now, if you want to do that whole clean win stuff, go watch Gunther beat every single other person and do that whole thing over there. You know what I'm saying? And that's cool. We can have them five-star matches with the clean wins, with the heels and everything. But this is cinema over here. And, and, and in cinema, we have <laughs> dynamics that we need to watch. It's just not going to be some guy talking about, this is how you wrestle. And if you don't like to okay, wrestle look, this look, way, look, look, look. then you should get All out right. of the way. So the thing is, we're going we're gonna to move on. Look at those on ones in the this. air. We're going to move on. This topic <laughs> of, we, we can argue about this all day, so we're going to move on. But I just want to let you know that... You, don't don't paint this picture that me and Cooley just want to see some five star bangers with Roman Reigns having a a very thoughtful long. I just want to see clean wins. Clean. Like that's not what we want to see. That's not what we want to see. see. We clean want to see wins. Roman Reigns demolish people. Like I want to see Roman oh. Reigns versus Cody Rhodes end in six minutes. I want to see Who Cody. Needs it? This is, that's Brock Lesnar. We don't need that. That's Brock Lesnar. We've seen that before. Keep cheating, Roman. Keep cheating. Keep being a weasel. Bring out the bloodline again. Hire some other people. Don't listen to anybody. Keep being great. I want you to cheat your way for the next year. Do it for another two years. I want to see it. I, I just do. I want to see it. I don't know. I'm, well, I'm a sick man. Hey. Fans out there, let us know, man. Do y'all want to see Roman continue to cheat his way <laughs> through every match? Man. Do you want some clean finishes? Because it's probably going to get worse from here on out, man. Yeah, I, it's going to get I, worse, I see, I see Lance got released from he, – he, he asked for his release from uh, MLW, so Lance and the Y might be on the way. Hey, I don't want to see that. No disrespect. We, here we come. I'm, he might be coming, man. And Jacob Fatu might be on the way. We, Bloodline might be extending. They lost the member, but they might be gaining some more. So I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. But y'all know what time it is, baby. It's my favorite time, time of the show. Is. Rapid fire topics from around the wrestling world. Coolies run, run, it, down. run it down. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. Run it up. We about to run it. Run it, run it, run it. We got a lot. We got a lot to talk about. Let's talk about the CW Network and their deal with WWE. Oh, I forgot now. this happened. Oh, yeah. That's that's a huge deal. So they're set to become the exclusive broadcast home to NXT starting October 2024 in a deal reportedly worth a 70 percent increase. That is huge, dog. Damn. They they finally got a home, man. How y'all feel about that? How y'all feel about that? Fire. 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 This is this is ill because you got to think about it from this perspective. Five years ago. 
NXT was just on the WWE network. Like, this isn't like a collision thing where WWE got paid to produce this show. WWE was producing this show already at a loss. Mm-hmm. It was on WWE Network. So the fact that it went from that to being a viable TV show on broadcast TV, that's huge. That's that's insane. And apparently, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if this is true, but I read that Tony Khan actually turned down a CW deal and he didn't really um, speak on why that was because apparently CW approached him about Ring of Honor and he kind of turned it down. But my theory on that is that Warner Brothers might own AEW, like a portion of it, but we ain't even gonna get into that. That's just my theory. That's just my theory. Cause Tony Khan, he he's like he refuses to talk to other networks. He's just TBS, TNT, Warner Brother all day. I feel like Warner mm. Brother might own a stake in AEW, but that's just my. But yeah, man, shout yeah. out to NXT. NXT on CW is fire. I can't wait. Shout out NXT, man. Shout out to NXT, CW. You know what I'm saying? I'm down for it. You know what I mean? What hoes say? Put you on the uh, news, UPN at eleven. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? We ain't, we ain't, uh, we ain't seen, we ain't seen a WWE product on CW since back in the old SmackDown days, man. So to see them return to CW with NXT, in my opinion, is just an incredible chess move. That's crazy. Uh, it's just it's so incredible, bro. Like just the that's gonna be national television, man. And CW has a completely new uh, brand now, and they have oh, their yeah. own audience, and they have. A, a slew of shows that I don't watch um, that they're going to be able to... <laughs> I don't watch any of them shows. Um, except for the first two hey. uh, seasons of uh, All American. All American? Yeah, I knew okay. going to say that. Maybe, first maybe, two seasons maybe we'll get the it. NXT crossover. Yeah. Maybe we'll get Wesley on uh, All American. He can be like put Ricochet on All American, man. Make him a <laughs> yeah, gang He can be the love interest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, I'm playing. Why, the black, Make, uh, why, why Ricochet got to be the gang bamer? I was going to say that. <laughs> nah, I was going to say, uh, put, uh, put uh, what's his name? Um, Who, uh, the, the actual gangbanger, like the actual like. Oh, real life my boy gangbanger. Reggie, my boy Yo, put Reggie. Reggie on there. Dog. Put Reggie on there, bro, or uh, oh, whatever his man. name is now. I don't know what his name is. He's uh, a, scripts. But, uh, scripts, scripts, scripts. I kind of rock with scripts. scripts. Put scripts on there, bro. Put them you know over what's funny? Yeah, you know what I mean, bro. You know what's funny about scripts? <laughs> I didn't even plan on saying this on the podcast, man. But so scripts. If you don't know scripts, scripts is a former. He used to be known as Reggie, and he was like. Um, Carmella's handler, right on the main yeah. roster, he used to wear suits, come to the ring, doing flips and stuff. Um, he's doing like a a gang type of gimmick now in NXT with his um OTM. Is that what they call mm-hmm. OTM? That's his OTM. group OTM. Mm-hmm. Or OTF or something? Only the only the family. I don't know, but he's doing out the oh, mud, out the mud. Great. That's what they call OTM, out the mud. So Reggie is doing a gimmick in in NXT called OTM. And Reggie's pretty much talking about his past, where he, you know, he was raised in the hood. He saw his cousin get shot and all this stuff. And seeing all these people on Twitter being in his mentions, like, yo, like, I don't buy you as this. This is like, I can never buy Reggie as a gang member. Whole time, the whole time, in real life, this man yeah. Reggie is a crip. Like, Reggie was really <laughs> certified. <laughs> Bro, certified. Reggie is literally everything that he's saying he is on TV right now. And you got, like, these little white kids at home in their basement. Like, I don't buy you as this. Like, no, you're not really like that. It's like, no. Reggie like that. It's well documented. Reggie's like that. That's hilarious. And he's only 30. That's crazy. Yeah. Shout out to Reggie, man. Shout out to Reggie. Put him on All-American, man. Let's get it. Shout out to Reggie, man. Now, let's talk about – let's go deeper into that deal and why that deal was even done – even faster than it, you know, was expected. <laughs> NWA. 
They lost out <laughs> on their TV deal after a spot that involved Father James Mitchell snorting cocaine, which upset it, the CW executives. What were they thinking? Like, you had one job, man. You couldn't just, like, let this one go. <laughs> you just let, let this one slide until the deal was done. And now, whoopsie, like Mortal Kombat. It's whoopsie, gone. It's a wrap. Whoopsie. What were they thinking? What were you thinking? Bro, they weren't. On, man. <laughs> Billy Corgan is an idiot for signing <laughs> off on this. Like, why would you have someone doing cocaine on... <laughs> Literally, CW, the CW was in the building. They're looking to sign you guys to their network. Why would you have a spot like this where Father James Mitchell of TNA fame, because remember Father James Mitchell, he used to be a a business manager. Why would you have him doing cocaine? (laughs) Like, what? Billy Corgan, if you signed off on this, you're you're an idiot. You are an idiot. I'm sorry, but that was a dumb spot. And and, and the thing is, is, this is when keeping it real goes wrong, because apparently... They did this spot as a jab towards Tony Khan because you all know the reputation that Tony Khan has. People like to call him the snowman. They say he be on that yayo like 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 Vince McMahon back when he was wearing do rags. So this was a jab at Tony Khan, and that jab at Tony Khan ended up costing the NWA a TV deal. So I hope y'all feel very proud of yourselves right now, NWA. Yikes, idiots. Um, I think that y'all just clearly weren't thinking. I think the NWA was just used to moving how they usually move and for maybe forgot that they were actually possibly going to do some business with uh, CW and Look at the maybe video, wanted to bro. think like- twice. <laughs> but this is absolutely sickening. This is disgusting. I can't believe this isn't even like this doesn't even look cool. This just looks really <laughs> gross. This looks like a horror film. It just looks like a, a horror, fi- a bad horror film, but like not. <laughs> I- it's like, I don't know. I I personally look. I, I've heard, I've heard that they're still possibly going to do That's business crazy. with CW, but they're just going to be on an app, so they're not going to necessarily be on the network, uh, on national television. That. Um, so I, I I mean, kudos if you guys get that, but my goodness, this is absolutely disgusting, and it's not Wait, even a good say? bit. What did I say, Cooley? No, he's just Bro, showing us. Just showing homie. Look at this man. Look he at Father did. James That's Mitchell, spot, man. Father James you listen to me, man. You are a legend, <laughs> but my goodness. Legend. You are a true legend. You are absolutely that like, was certified. in ECW, he was uh the sinister minister. Mm-hmm. Sinister yep. minister. You're a true legend, bro, but my goodness, you could have thought twice. Or three yeah, times. That was nuts. It's just look not, at homie man. with the shirt tied up. Like, what is this? Right, like look at these. Uh, I'm not gonna even and they got double horns <laughs> on. It's like uh it's like I just I don't want to. What are you talking about? I don't want to. You can tell the commentary team was like embarrassed. They like sitting there like they can't believe what was going on. They're like, "What? Um, Okay, yeah, nuts. That's crazy. Yo, we yeah yeah Uh, yo. Anyways, leave that to like Um, XPW and like come on man, not NWA. That's wild. But uh, we'll see what happens. You know, with them and their app deal or whatever goes on. Let's talk about (laughs) L.A. Knight. According to Booker T. L.A. Knight mm. got a reputation for having a bad attitude backstage. We don't know <laughs> if that's true. We don't know if that's false. Mm. But will this hurt his standing within the company? Company being that there, there's talks that saying that he's already, you know, apprehensive about losing his spot. You know, I feel you like what? I, I wholeheartedly feel like that L.A. Knight is all right. He's cool. 
and it's not like we haven't seen great wrestlers in great positions with bad attitudes. Because right. you know, my goat, my goat, Stone Cold Steve Austin, bad attitude. attitude, right? Bad attitude, facts, facts, but he made facts. it work. So I mean, I don't see it hurting the company, uh, his spot or whatever. As long as he's continued keep doing what he's doing, selling that merch, he's gonna be on top. He's gonna be on top. Facts. Well, yeah. So the- <laughs> that theme song is nuts. <laughs> it's hilarious, bro. I so the thing, <clears throat> the thing about LA Knight is that this reputation has followed him for a very long time. Like this is not the first time I've heard of <coughs> Eli Drake, LA Knight having backstage problems in fact he was once released from wwe back in the day because of backstage problems and in tna he kind of had the reputation of having backstage problems and the thing is i fully i fully get it because apparently la knight is a guy who's very like cooley said very apprehensive about his spot and remaining in that spot and being kind of paranoid that people are coming for his spot and like we talked about it in the group chat actually, like at great length. And I, I understand it because for a guy like, let's say, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns was primed for prime time the moment he stepped into a ring. I want to say he was included into the like the shield maybe 10 matches into his WWE career. He was always destined yeah. to be in that spot. So now that he's in that spot where he's the man, it's easy for him to embrace because you know he was he was brought up in this. He was destined for that. L.A. Knight is a guy who had to struggle for years and years. He probably been stabbed in the back by multiple promoters and bookers promising him things that never came into fruition. He had to sleep into his sleep in his car at one point. So the fact that he finally got to this position and he's in a position where he's like the top face in the company, it's probably hard to get comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a guy who had to look over his shoulder his entire career. So now that he's finally in that position. It's hard to accept. It's hard to accept that, you know what, I finally made it. So, yeah, of course he's kind of apprehensive about his spot and, like, really wants to remain in that position. So, hopefully, he doesn't shoot himself in the foot and realizes that, you know, he made it to a place where a lot of guys would pray to get. He's selling merch. He's over. I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. So, just be comfortable, man. Try to get comfortable with it and embrace it. Don't fight against it. Just embrace it. Um, I'm kind of... I don't know. I always feel like when I feel like there's people who just absolutely have bad attitudes, right? And you know, you take a guy like Enzo Amore, right? Like Enzo just mm. clearly rubbed a lot of people really wrong and a lot of people didn't like them and it was very evident um by the wrestlers themselves. Like a lot of wrestlers genuinely did not like Enzo Amore and Big Cass. But then you got guys like Stone Cold or even The Rock at a certain point and a few other people who just were speaking their mind and were talking about what they want or what they thought was good business versus versus which wasn't good business. And mm-hmm. you have a lot of WWE executives and just in general, uh, WWE people say they have bad attitudes when really a lot of these wrestlers are just speaking up for what they believe in. They're just talking about what they think is best. They're not agreeing with everything that a writer says or what the booker is saying or what the producer is saying. They're implementing what they believe would be best versus which wouldn't be best. And a lot of times that can be misconstrued for what <clears throat> for what uh, having a good attitude or a bad attitude, bad attitude is or isn't. And um, I think Booker put it best, man. 
like it doesn't really matter how anybody feels about you as long as you're good with the big person as long as triple h is good with la Knight or whoever is writing um he's gonna be fine i think he's a mega star at this point i don't think this shakes any of his um i don't think this shakes any of his uh potential to rise up in a company and look triple h had a bad had a bad attitude he wasn't great in the back in the locker room but he was good Vince McMahon. Shawn michaels was hated by everybody but he was good with the he was good with uh with Vince McMahon. So I think he'll be just fine. Um I hope he gets used to the fame because this is a once in a lifetime generational run and he deserves to be able to enjoy it. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. Triple H alluded to the in the press conference after was it Fastlane? Mm-hmm. I think it was Fastlane. He kinda alluded yep. to it. Like he's having a hard time trying to convince LA Knight that, you know, to embrace the spot that he's in right now, but they're working on it. So hopefully hopefully they get it together. Because I don't want to see LA Knight fall off man I, I i'm very much enjoying this run he's like the biggest face they have right now he might have leapfrogged cody rose at this point so yeah i want to i want to see this continue man so hopefully hopefully it's let's a big it nothing continue, burger. man shout out to la night man now let's talk about aw and uh this collision rumor uh is it canceled <laughs> because you know they just announced worlds and pay-per-view for saturday and Saturdays mm-hmm. are collisions. That's the collision day. Um, mm-hmm. Me personally, I think they should just cancel it as a whole. Uh, Damn. Collision was, yeah, man. Talk that yeah. talk, Cooley. Yeah. Damn. We, we, talk we, we talked talk. about this already. We already said that mm-hmm. they don't need three shows. They just need two. That show was literally made for CM Punk. Facts. Where he been? Where where is he going back to WWE? Where's Jack Perry? <laughs> Facts. Still at home, or maybe he's behind that mask. Who knows? That devil mask, baby. Who knows? Or is Adam Cole? A lot of people been saying it. People saying Punk is behind that mask. I think it's it's Adam Cole, man. Hey, it could be Mustafa Ali. Who knows, man? (laughs) But do y'all think? Do y'all think Collision should be canceled? Keep it a stack. Um, damn, I hate to say this, but Cooley said it, man. Collision was literally created to keep CM Punk away from the elite. Like, we, they wanted the locker rooms to be separate because those two sides could not get along, so they created an entirely new show for CM Punk. And it didn't go so well. CM Punk still ended up getting into a fight with multiple people backstage, and he got fired. So now that he's gone, there's really no reason to have Collision, especially when we have Rampage on Fridays and Dynamite on Wednesdays. It just... It, AEW is not big enough for three shows. We're not watching AEW for three shows. All we really need is Dynamite and maybe Rampage. Or just replace Rampage with Collision and cancel Rampage. But we don't really need three shows. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with Cooley in canceling Collision. I think, uh, or just canceling a-, a third show. I think AEW should take it a step further and uh, cancel both Rampage and Collision. Rampage is Whoa. had record God low. Goddamn. Rampage just Whoa. had record low, record low ratings. I think their last show yeah, hit facts. like two hundred and sixty-eight thousand viewers, which <laughs> yeah, is basically true. nothing. Um, and Collision without CM Punk just isn't the same. Um, and let's just keep it a stack. And I think Dynamite is not like Dynamite is doing the best numbers either. So I feel like they should cut their losses. I think they need to downsize, focus solely on Dynamite and their pay per views, and go from there because that. there's too much wrestling going on as is. And where I just feel like they need to really consolidate, man. So um, as much as I did like Collision um, when CM Punk was involved, but we've got to keep it a stack. It was a show created for a wrestler that is no longer with the company. So cut your losses, downsize Dynamite, and get things cracking. But, um, you know, 
We'll see. We'll yeah, see, we man. will see. We will see, man. We will see. Now let's talk about our guy Logan Paul, man. He put, Big he Logan. put on a good match. He put a good on a, a great good match. match at Crown Jewel. Great match at Crown Jewel good. against it Rey Mysterio. Good. It was uh, all right, was Quan, He's all had right. better. He has better, He's but had... he also he also saved Rey Mysterio yes. for being paralyzed. That was insane. Like that was crazy. Yeah. Yes. But he is now our new U.S. champion. Right decision, you guys. I think it yes. is. I think it is. I think this is a great a great <clears throat> move. Um, I honestly don't know why Ray <laughs> held that title for so long as he as he did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he shouldn't have never I, had it in the first place. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see Hill Hill Logan walking around with the belt. He's already posting crazy pictures on Instagram with it. Dude, yeah, post a whole <laughs> naked picture. Like, bro, <laughs> what is he doing, dog? This he was is about ass to be a hilarious the title. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think it's I mean, the right look, decision. I'm, I'm not mad at it. It's it's the I guess it's the right decision in terms of you know marketability because Logan Paul is one of the biggest stars in the world. So I'm not mad at that. But like yeah. I said a couple episodes ago, as far as Logan Paul being champion, That's a man, fact. if Logan Paul's not gonna be around, then I don't really want to see it because he's on SmackDown and you know Roman Reigns is already showing up once a month. Apparently Roman Reigns won't be showing up until next year, so he's done with this year. Yeah, he's done with this yeah. year until Roman. Right. So so the so the WWE title is not gonna be on TV for the, the next two months. If Logan Paul's not gonna be on the, on TV for two <laughs> months either, it's like what titles are on SmackDown? Just the women's championship and that's it. So but if, if Logan Paul's gonna be around, then I'm cool with it. And that spot was crazy. I ho- hopefully I wonder if our video man can find that that spot where he saved Rey Mysterio because he really saved Rey Mysterio from like dying in that. Yeah. I was like, whoa! Yeah, he did. Like that was kind of crazy. If you, if you haven't seen it, if you're at home and you haven't seen that match, Rey Mysterio went for like a lion salt off the second rope, and I guess he either undershot it or Roman wasn't in the position. I mean, Roman Logan wasn't in the position he was supposed to be in, yeah. but um, it almost went bad. Rey almost yeah. landed on his head, but. Logan was able to maneuver underneath him and catch him and keep him safe. So, like, what a veteran, man. What a veteran. That was a veteran, veteran. Yeah, that was a bit. There um, he goes. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. That's at that. crazy. Incredible, bro. Like, it was Incredible. almost over for Ray. If he wouldn't have caught him, uh, bro, he would have broke his neck. Yeah. yeah. That would have been a Hayabusa moment. Yep. Sheesh. What a ve- Yo. For, for Logan does. to be brand new to wrestling, the fact that he was able to, you know, figure that out, hats off to him, man. That's what a champion does, man. Um, I'm 100% great with this decision. I said this, this I said this uh, last podcast. I said Logan Paul needs to win that championship because I haven't cared about the United States championship for the past four to five years. I'm sorry. Like, I can't, I can't recall a, champ, a United States championship reign that has piqued my interest in the past four years, maybe, you know? Mm. So I'm sorry. This is just how mm. I feel. I think Logan Paul is incredible. He's fantastic. He's going full heel with the brass knuckles. You know what I mean? I love the fact that he came up to him and was like, 
yo, bro, you're a legend, man. And Ray was like, you know what <laughs> you was- did? And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. I, I got to go. <laughs> I got a plane to catch. I'm out of here. Going, going beef with Santos Escobar. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I'm glad, man. This feels like it's important. The United States Championship Look feels important. Look at this man. Look at this Look at bed. him. A bro, true icon, on, man. man. I love you. You know what I'm saying? Look at him, man. And now he's and he's making he's bringing so much more eyes to the product just by him having the championship um on around his belt and i mean around him and like around his waist and him being on social media like this is all good for the company and on top of that logan is just really good man he's better than he's that nice. whole undercard bro like he's you put up nice. any other you put up any other wrestler that's in that under under that lower card or higher to mid card like he's he's trumping them or he's staying eye Smoking to eye with boobs. them you know what I'm saying? Like he's either smoking, smoking them or boots. or looking at them dead in the face. You know what I'm saying? Like I think only maybe Ricochet can go like facts. You know what I mean? Like can be like, yo, yeah. all right. You know, but the rest of these guys, it's like, bro, like keep keep working. You know, figure figure yourselves out, man. Like it's a- they they tried with Austin Theory, and now it's time to it's time to do the right thing. So this is a great choice. Yo, it's, it's 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 hilarious to me that he keeps stealing all these AEW moves. By the way, because I know I know he's doing it on purpose just to piss off that fan base. Like he's doing Facts. a slingshot, <laughs> he's doing mm-hmm. a slingshot clothesline from Hangman Page. He's also doing the the fall away backflip like slam or whatever from Hangman. It's like you know he's doing this on purpose, and he's doing it better too. Yeah, way better. He's doing it way better. better. Shout out, Logan. Sorry, sorry, you ate. Sorry, sorry, uh, Hangman. But you know it ain't as clean as Logan's is. I'm sorry. It ain't. That's why it's, it's so funny when people talk about like Will Ospreay and they're just like, you know, should he go with AEW or WWE? I'm like, bro, WWE got like Logan Paul. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know obviously Will Ospreay is like one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, but it's like WWE yeah. is invested in people like Logan Paul, man. This man's a star and he can go. Like, they don't need no damn Will Ospreay. I do, want, I, I do want to see Will Ospreay in WWE though. Cause bro, I, feel, I love I feel Will like- Ospreay, man. Yeah, I, f- I feel like he would. I feel like he would really go. I feel like he. I feel like he could be a star in WWE for real. Yeah, yeah. Logan Paul, baby. I'm in, I'm in on Logan Paul, man. Osprey can go to AEW and be a big fish in a small pond. Yikes! <laughs> but hey, sorry, not out Logan and his new you know title, his title run that we about to witness is about to be incredible. Let's incredible. Let's let's, let's pivot a little, a little spicy. Uh oh. Only fans. Only fans is spicy. That's what's spicy. Yeah. Only oh, fans star man. and former NXT Woo! women's champion Mandy Rose. <laughs> Y'all remember that name? Y'all remember that name, I right? Sure do. Uh, Mandy I do. Yeah, yeah I she quit the it. WWE for Only Fans for that bag. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> she quit or she got now, fired? I think um, she quit. Right? I think she had a choice. She had a choice into deleting her Only Fans or like facing repercussions and she chose to face the repercussions oh which that's was real fired so yeah that's real it's kind of, it was kind of her yeah. decision in the end but yeah that's real yeah hey. well recently she was saying that she does not have the itch to get back in that ring man and look at guys like bronson reed nakamura have been criticized in the past for prioritizing how you say Pri- that word Pri- i can't even Pri- say that word prioritizing prioritizing Pri- yeah that's like a it's a ton of <laughs> Prior putting the bag first. Putting the bag first. They put putting the bag, the bag over there. first, man. They put so the bag it, first. Why isn't that same energy kept for Mandy that it was kept for Bronson and Nakamura? Why? We know why. Wanna, we know why. why. Why? All right. So, so the <laughs> diplomatic answer. The diplomatic answer would be that the people who you know. 
they criticized Nakamura and Bronson Reed for taking the WWE bags instead of remaining in New Japan where they can have incredible matches with Okada and Osprey. Those people, they could care less about what Mandy Rose is doing. That's a whole different yeah. audience. So that's the reason that people like Bronson Reed get criticized for taking that bag and not Mandy Rose. But on the other side of that, let's just be honest, man. I already know where Quan. <laughs> I almost don't even want to say it, man. I don't even want to say it. Like, nah, say it, man. We're already here. We the homies. Already here. Just get it out. I mean, look, you know, a lot of wrestling fans are, you know, they're young and horny, and they see Mandy Rose out here, you know, showing off, and they want to see that. So, of course, they're not gonna criticizing her for stepping away from wrestling to do that. Because they want to see Cooley, that. You so I'm not like mad that, at it. <laughs> hey, look, Mandy Rose is a, a in, beautiful baby. white woman. <laughs> that is some A1 milk right there. Mandy Rose is bad. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm I can't criticize her decisions, but I understand why these horny kids at home, they're not criticizing her decisions either. They want to see that. It is what it is. Look at her, bro. She bad. Yeah, when we was a kid, Yo, we went, you know, it was Trish Stratus and all that. So yeah, got Mandy Rose. Sable I mean, you know, one. shouts to Mandy Rose, man. I mean, look, if you making twice your bank by running an OnlyFans account and you don't have to put your body at risk and be on the road for more than 48 to 42 weeks out of the year. Get your money. Get your you know, <laughs> Like face. I don't like I don't, watching the same thing I'm watching. Y'all are sick. Sick people. Nah, I, I, I'm not watching nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nah, but, nah, but I'm, I'm I'm happy for Mandy, man. Like, you know, also, you know, no disrespect. I think Mandy's a, a solid wrestler, but I'm not, like, missing her in the ring or anything. I'm not like, oh, right. my God, nah. where's Mandy Rose? I miss those incredible matches. Like, I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. You know, so, but, you know, if she's found her shtick, you know, power to her, man. And um, Facts. I think it just shows more that, to that to WWE uh potential uh signees that there's multiple ways to get your money and WWE right. isn't the end all be all so <laughs> was that West Side huh? person. Yeah that was definitely yeah, Westside. That was Westside. <laughs> <laughs> and look anybody who's criticizing this, yeah that's definitely West Side Gun. Yeah. But anybody who's criticizing this needs to understand that like we love wrestling. We all love wrestling but wrestling ain't the only thing in the world for some people man. Like Mm-hmm. You got to make a living at the end of the day, and if a if a if a woman is out there making millions of dollars just to show off her body, because she's not even it's not like she's doing porn or anything. She's just like taking like you know nude ish pictures. If she's making millions of dollars of, from doing that, and it's going to pay her more than wrestling is, I can't be mad at her for choosing that. Like at the end of the day, people got lifestyles that they want to take care of. They want to live their life, so don't be mad at that, man. Get to the money. Get to the bag. Get to the bag. To the I'm bag, trying to get man. to the bag. Hey, I'm all, I got a couple bags already. Now I'm saying I'm trying to get to more. So I can't be mad at it. Shout out to Manny Rose. Shout out to Manny, man. That's all I got for the rundown, fellas. Yeah, yeah. Some Bay Area, I, right? Yo, Manny Rose got man. Hey, Manny's bad. I didn't realize it when she was around, but now seeing her, it's like, yo, damn, damn, come back, Manny, <laughs> come back. I want to see you on NXT again. Even if you don't wrestle, just show up oh, so yeah, I can that, see yeah, you. That, that brother's starving. <laughs> starving. <laughs> hey, I never realized she was that bad. Damn, damn. But 
we appreciate you for that rundown, Cooley. Now, yeah, let's yeah. get to one of my favorite parts of the show. Like I said, like I always say, this is a show where we want to be, you know, show love to our, our fellow black peers, our, our favorite black wrestlers, both past and present. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this week, I want to give my flowers to my guy, Jason Jordan. Mm. That's a name you don't hear often. Jason Jordan. <laughs> that's, a name, that's a name you don't hear very often, man. Jason Jordan is one of the, Damn, the greatest man. what ifs. He's yeah, one of the greatest real. what ifs in yeah. wrestling because at the early age of 29, he suffered a neck injury that, you know, pretty much took him out of the sport. Yeah. But Jason Jordan was incredible when he was around. In that ring, that boy could go. And near the end of his run, we finally started to see him really start to cook with a personality. This yeah. guy was a former tag, NXT tag team champion with Chad Gable. And I want to say he was he was even tag champions on the main roster with, I think, Seth Rollins. Like, some random tag team with Seth Rollins. He was a tag champion. Short-lived. So, Bro, very short-lived. Shout out to Jason Jordan. And I'm very happy that Jason Jordan has found his second career calling as a producer. Because a lot of people don't know, Jason Jordan is still in WWE. He's a producer. He's responsible for putting together some of y'all favorite matches of this year. So shout out to Jason Jordan. I want to give you your flowers. You are appreciated in this industry. And we love you. So shout out to Jason Jordan. You're a beast, man. A Look, beast. I- Kurt Angle's son. Kurt Angle's illegitimate up. son. <laughs> Speaking of Kurt Angle's illegitimate son... It's crazy that you actually picked Jason Jordan because I did not expect to line up with you on this. I'm actually nominating Queen Charmel. I am. Oh. Legitimately, man. I'm literally like... Kurt Angle was on it. Kurt Angle wanted that. (laughs) (laughs) Kurt is a sick man. Yeah, Kurt was wild, bro. I want to have sex with your wife. Just really bad. That's crazy. I I can't believe that happened. I want... (laughs) Yeah, man. I want to nominate Queen Charmel. Um, first and foremost, WCW original Nitro Girl. Um, mm-hmm. be- yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Beautiful black, beautiful black woman. But um, we saw her and we saw her come back to WWE in the early 2000s under the de- developmental. Um, she had a short run, but she really made a lot of her magic when it came down to being by Booker T's side during the King Booker and Queen Charmel ain't. Um, era, which gave us some of the best moments, and quite honestly, aided to probably the best Booker T uh, era in WWE. Facts. Period. And um, she doesn't get nearly enough um, credit because she was also very integral in a lot of that role playing and a lot of those moments. Uh, as much as we want to give the credit to Booker, Charmel was also aided in a, a lot of those ideas. So Facts. I want to give my uh, roses nope. to you, Black Queen Charmel. You are loved. You are appreciated. And she's running. Uh, she's running a training camp with Booker to this day. Um, Fire for um for wrestlers out in Texas. So, shouts to them doing a the real work out here. Fire. And shout out to William Regal too. He was he was a part of that. He was a part of that run. All yeah, hell, King yeah. Booker. All hell, All King, hell Booker. King Booker. Ooh, man, that's some good Yo, choices, y'all. Hilarious. Man, that's that's some good choices. Queen Charmel and Jason Jordan. There can only be one. It can only be one. It only can be one, and I'm gonna highlight Queen Charmel. Uh, let's let's talk about her for a second, man. There's a lot of black women in wrestling that don't get their flowers, uh, and mm-hmm. she's definitely one of them. We do not really hear her name as much, um, and Facts. she had a, she had a she had a great career in the beginning. Um, I remember she was a part of something called Suicide Blondes. I want to yep. say that had to mm-hmm. been like 
either the end of the attitude era or the beginning of ruthless aggression. It was somewhere it was the beginning in of the ruthless. That. Okay, yeah, I remember. I remember 2003, that. 2004. 2003, 2004. And then I remember mm-hmm. she helped, she turned heel and helped Booker win the U.S. Championship from Chris Benoit. That was like 07, 06. Mm-hmm. But man, she had she shout had a, she had a good run, man, in WWE. In WWE, yeah, fast. Shout out to her, the Black Queen, help, still holding her man down to this day. You feel me? Relax. Black I excellence, think, black love. I love it. Yo, I think I think this might be the. I think I, I'm not sure. We would have to fact check it or whatever. Like go back in the archives. But I think we might have had Booker T, Stevie Ray. And Charmel, all as Black Wrestler of the Week. So the whole family, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. fire. That's fire. Shout out to Charmel, man. Shout out Queen Charmel, man. And shout out to Booker T for that King Booker gimmick. Because they used to be so hilarious watching him speak with that African accent and then drop it when he gets mad. He would be out there like, what must you say? What did you do? What the hell you say, dog? Like He would, like, <laughs> he would legit just break character out of nowhere and turn hood. Like, what? So shout out to Booker T, man. Shout out what to Queen time, Charmel. Yeah. Shout out to Jason Jordan, man. Keep doing your thing. Keep producing these classics for us because, you know, we, w- we would have loved to see your career last longer, but that neck injury. That neck is a serious thing, man. Facts. That neck, man. Big E. We lost Big E. For <sighs> now. For now. Who knows? Maybe Big yeah. E does return at some point. Hopefully he does, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. God willing. Now, <laughs> right. God willing. Now. Now that we got the Black Wrestler of the Week out the way, now that we have given out our flowers, y'all know what time it is. It's time to give out the pack em up stamps. It's time to roll up a pack and pack them up. This week, I have to pack up Billy Corgan. Oh, my God. Damn, I knew I it. Got I to. knew it. I knew we it. Might that was all, my pack, too. That was my I'm, pack not all. I'm not packing up Billy Corgan. I'm not. But I, I feel you, though. Man, I, 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 I went coolie on this, man. I gotta, I gotta roll up a big Billy Corgan pack because Billy Corgan, you could have had the NWA on broadcast TV. Do you know how many households the CW is in? I don't know if there's a household in the world that don't got the CW. We all got yeah. Fox, we all got CBS, we all got ABC, and we all got the CW. And the NWA was almost on the CW network, but Billy Corgan. Your dumbass allowed cocaine to be done on your show. Not only did you allow it to be done, but you highlighted it. You put the cameras on it and showed this on the show. CW Network saw that and they said goodbye. So they hung Corgan. up the phone on your ass. So Billy Corgan, I don't know, was Billy Cor- wasn't he a member of like the Smash and Pumpkins or something at one point? Like, yeah, I, I don't know so. how. Yeah, like I don't know how he got into the wrestling industry. I think he was involved with. Impact Wrestling at one point, but yo, Billy Corgan, mm-hmm. you got to get this pack this week, my brother, because that was stupid. That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Shout Quan, out to Father Quan James pretty much, Quan pretty much summed it up for me. Uh, that's the same pack I'm getting, man. Same pack. <clears throat> well, you know I'm packing up today, man. Tony Vince Khan. McMahon. Oh, I definitely thought he, I definitely thought he was going to say Tony Khan. <laughs> I'm packing up. Vince McMahon has been caught, has been reportedly (laughs) preparing to sell 8.4 million shares, TKO shares of his of his 24 million, I think, or billion that he has. Yep, eight point four. Poor guy. Yeah, poor guy. And the reason is, is because we all know that Vince McMahon is being pushed out of this company. 
and it's happening in a back doorway. And Vince McMahon, I just want to say, man, this is really insane, brother. And I'm packing you up because you should have saw this coming. You thought you could weasel your way back in through a deal with Endeavor by selling the company. And it's looking like you're getting forced out, but the almighty Ari Emanuel. But mm, I don't, mm, I don't, mm. I don't count you out. I don't count you out just yet. I know you're a sick man. He got something up his sleeve. I know you got something up your sleeve. I'll never count this up. I'll never count you out, brother, but Facts. my God, I'm packing you up because you should have saw this coming, man. Yo, Cooley called it, man. Cooley said it. Cooley yeah. said Triple H knew. <laughs> man, he knew. Triple Sad. H backdoored Vince McMahon. Look, at some point, man, <laughs> I never thought I would see this day, but it's looking like I think people are ignoring who really runs the show in WWE right now. People are ignoring who really runs the show because it's clearly not Vince McMahon. He's being forced out. And as much as we love Triple H and what he's doing with creative, it's not Triple H either. Uh-uh. Nick Khan is running WWE. Uh-huh. WWE brought in Nick Khan to help complete the sale. And Nick Khan has just gotten more and more power every single year. Uh-huh. At this point, Nick Khan is running WWE. Nick Khan is like, what's his name? Tom. Nick Khan is like Tom from um, Succession. Like, he just weaseled his way into this company, and somehow, some way, he just got more and more power to the fact that it's like it's now starting to look like Nick Khan is just he's running the show, and Triple H is his right hand man. And quite honestly, I'm not mad at it. Vince McMahon, you was horny and devious for the last forty years. You were doing all these little sick things on the side and paying company money to cover it up and now you gotta reap what you sow man so Vince McMahon see you later I'm cool with packing you up I mean I'm definitely cool with packing Billy Corgan up because Billy Corgan is an idiot and I guess that's it for the pack of us man y'all got anything y'all want to get off y'all chest before we go on about our days hey yo shout out to everybody who uh, got nominated for the Grammys Uh, Grammy nominations came out today uh, so if you're watching mm. this and you got nominated for a Grammy, shouts to you. All I'm going to say is if Lil Uzi Vert doesn't win for the best rap song of the year for I Just Want to Rock, I will riot. But besides that, you know, that's about it, honestly, man. You know, Shout out to all the subscribers, all the new followers. Oh, facts, 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 facts. Oh, yeah. Shouts to y'all, man. Shouts to the new homies. Shouts to y'all. You know what I mean? The new homies. Yeah, anybody. I'm, getting, I'm starting to get a lot of DMs on my personal page, too. Like, y'all, like, really... Y'all, y'all really like us out there, so we definitely appreciate that. Keep subscribing, keep liking, keep commenting, because I love engaging with you fellas. We are, what, what are we at right now? We are like 596, 597? We're about to hit 600. By the time this reaches we're going to be at 600. So I definitely appreciate all y'all for that, man. Keep keep tuning in, keep tuning in. Now, fellas, before we get out of here, I just want to want to speak back towards something that Sylvan said last week that I had a, a very big issue with, man. We were talking about characters and gimmicks. And we were talking Christ, about Austin Theory. Go. And rather, Austin Theory had a character. Now, I'm here to say that y'all gonna have to tune in next week for that because we out of here. Peace.